This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it is Tuesday, October 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, more than 30 people have been detained and at least 30 police officers have been injured after tensions erupted in West Philadelphia following a fatal police-involved shooting on Monday. The shooting happened at 3.50 when officers responded to a domestic call along the 6100 block of Locust Street. Authorities say officers confronted a man identified as Walter Wallace, who was reportedly armed with a knife. Police say the man was shot multiple times by two officers after he didn't adhere to calls to drop the weapon. He was later pronounced dead. Put the knife down. Put the knife down, one officer can be heard saying in the video. The names of the officers who fired the shots were not immediately disclosed. Both were wearing body cameras and were taken off the street, uh, were taken off of street duty pending the investigation. Hours after the shooting, a group in West Philadelphia broke windows and vandalized vehicles along 52nd and Pine. The group is also believed to be responsible for broken windows at a number of buildings in including a police station and a Starbucks in University City. In West Philadelphia, dumpsters, dumpsters were set on fire as police struggled to contain the crowds late Monday night. More than a dozen officers, many with batons in hand, formed a line as they ran down 52nd Street, chasing protesters away from the main thoroughfare. Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw says the shooting video raises questions, but she assured the community a full investigation is underway. Police said in total, 30 officers have been injured in events related to the unrest in the city. Most of the injured Injuries are reported to be a result of being struck by objects such as bricks and rocks. A 56-year-old Philadelphia police sergeant was struck by a pickup truck in the area of 52nd and Walnut Streets at 1245 this morning. Officials said she sustained a broken leg and various other injuries. She has been admitted to the hospital in stable condition. The 29 other officers have been treated and released. A local pastor has been arrested on charges that he sexually abused a minor. The Delaware County District Attorney announced the charges against 70-year-old Edward Lilly of Booth Wynn on Monday. Authorities allege that Lilly, a pastor at the Christian Church of Chester, met the victim at a supermarket in 2017 when she was only 16 years old. Over the next year, investigators say Lilly groomed the victim for a sexual relationship, which began when she was 17. According to the criminal complaint, Lilly filmed the child during sexual acts and sent and received sexual videos and photos. Police said the sexual encounters occurred in a park, hotels, and a recreational vehicle that he rented. After a search of his home, officers say they discovered pornographic videos and photos with the minor. Authorities say Lily gave the victim approximately $2,000 in cash and gifts over the course of the relationship. Now, I don't know if police were onto this and we're already investigating it, but he right. actually turned himself in because um, somebody, I, I guess it was a lawyer that advised him to turn himself in because be, he was giving her gifts that could have been seen as him paying for sex. Now, I mean, really, I don't know what the difference is. He's molesting a child, but um, he right. actually went and turned himself in. Uh, Lily was arrested at his home on Monday morning. He is now free on a th- uh, $100,000 bail. A preliminary hearing is scheduled for November 10th. The Temple News reported that Temple University will delay the start of the spring 2021 semester to January 19th, eight days later than planned, to give students at least two full weeks from New Year's Day to self-quarantine before classes begin, the university announced Monday. The university also 
canceled its spring break, which was planned for March 1st through the 7th. Last year's experience taught us that travel during spring break led to multiple positive cases among students, both nationwide and abroad. The announcement said uh, the university has not yet formally announced if it will hold non-essential in-person classes for the spring semester. Internal emails sent to Temple faculty suggest 20 percent of classes could be an in-person component, the Temple News reported. So self-quarantine, like, are, are um, are people even doing that anymore? Like, especially, mm-hmm. like, young people. It just doesn't seem like, from an outsider looking mm-hmm. in, it doesn't seem like anybody. <laughs> every, absolutely, it seems like everybody's been giving up. Yeah, but. there's a yeah, University of Arizona. I have a friend uh, whose son goes there, and uh, they have essentially, like, a self-quarantine dorm. So anybody that's being infected, they, they are uh, adhering to the rules and doing a really good job of it. Uh, and I think that they're that young people are. Yeah, but uh, that's if they're tested positive, right? Yeah, yeah. So they they've been asked to self quarantine. But I mean, I, I think on un, un, young people are unfairly maligned some of the time. And, uh, they can are as con- concerned or can be as concerned as much as everybody else. Uh, the University of Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania State University also announced plans to push back the start of their spring semester and shorten or cut their spring breaks uh, earlier this month. The Community College of Philadelphia and Westchester University are holding many non-essential classes online in the spring. Temple will announce additional plans for spring course scheduling, on-campus housing, and COVID-19 testing in the coming days, according to the announcement. In sports this morning... <laughs> In Monday Night Football, the L.A. Chargers beat the Minnesota Vikings 39-29. to Char- no. oh, char- oh, my gosh. Sorry. My bad. My bad. I forgot there were two games last night. Chargers. Holy what smokes. the f*** is this? I'll Quarter- just shut up for the rest of the morning. <laughs> Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert threw for a career-high 347 yards and three touchdowns while rushing for 65 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles placed wide receiver Deshaun Jackson and defenseman Hassan Ridgeway on injured reserve. Okay, hang on a second. You said last night? Last night was the Rams and the, and the Bears. Sunday night was um, Chargers and nah. Vikings. Okay, that's, so that's, I wasn't wrong. No, you were you were right. It's okay. my bad. But uh, that Sunday night game was, was something crazy else. Game, man. Yeah. Herbert, dude, he was just on fire. Wait, so hold on. Did I report that yesterday? Uh, no, you did not. I included the wrong game last night. I thought Sunday night football was Monday night football, so that is on me because okay. you got it right. All right, there you go. But nobody cares about either one of those games anyway. So that's good. The Eagles, however, placed uh, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson and defenseman Hassan Ridgeway on injured reserve. Jackson is expected to miss six to eight weeks. Meanwhile, Jalen Rager could return for this Sunday night's game against the Dallas Cowboys. The cast has come off his broken thumb. He is catching balls in practice and is ahead of schedule in his rehab. The Eagles have activated the 21-day practice window for both uh, both Rager and offensive lineman Jason Peters. And the World Series will continue tonight as the LA Dodgers look to win their first title since 1988. They hold a three games to two lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. Blake Snell will get the start for Tampa Bay while Tony Gonsolin will pitch for the Dodgers. The first pitch for Game 6 is scheduled for 8.08. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hi, right, thanks, Kathy. I'm actually glad Nick made that mistake because now, Casey, you can speak for the rest of the morning yes. as opposed to your first <laughs> statement was like, you're not going to say anything for the rest of the well, day. Well, she said that and I was like, oh, but lately they've been having a lot of two 
games on Monday night. So I just was paying attention to the to the Rams game last night. For me, that's the inherent problem with the news, that you don't get time to enjoy it. It wraps up one day, and then it passes to the news of the new day. Right. You sometimes you just want to live with it a but little I'm, bit. But I'm pretty dialed in with the NFL because I play a lot of fantasy football. So after I said what I said, I was like, well, wait a second. I have Keenan Allen in my fantasy league, and, and he had a pretty good game. I'm like, no, that was on Sunday night. So <laughs> I was right. All right. All right, good. And uh, I'm sure people are super thrilled that I'm able to talk for the rest of the morning. We're clear. We're good. (laughs) We're set. It's a Tuesday morning. That means we have a free tattoo to give away courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And if you're interested in winning a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, it's pretty simple. You just text the word tattoo to 39333, and we will choose a winner at some point this morning. Get a $350 gift certificate to Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. On South Street, they are at 1729 South Street, to be specific. If you want to check them out, you can go to Instagram and punch in at Floating World Tattoos. You'll be able to see some of the examples. Did you see the tattoo, the latest tattoo that Marissa sent over? From, I did. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's my coffee mug. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Not the, not the Casey one. It's it's oh, my, my Swedish chef, uh, Bert de Furk. <laughs> Coffee mug. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's great. It's very well yeah. done with a Preston and Steve, a P and S wow. in there to represent the show, which is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. They do really great? good work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can see the examples and you could possibly win. So text word uh, tattoo to 39333. Guest-wise, uh, we're going to have actor Diedrich Bader on, and you know him from a bunch of stuff. Uh, the uh, the Drew Carey show, and he was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? And Office Space. Rex in, uh, he was Rex Quando <laughs> in uh, Napoleon Dynamite, which is awesome. So uh, he's on a program called American Housewife, and season premieres tomorrow night on ABC. So we'll talk to him. We have some charity things we're going to check in with as well. And some other stuff. So yes. let's take a break. Come back in a second. The stupid question is right around the corner. It's a horror movie themed one today. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, get yourself ready. Yes. And uh, we'll get into the stories, too. We'll be back in just a, mom- a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Dewey, briefly, and I mean briefly, <laughs> because I've got plenty of entertainment news here. Want to uh, recap what happened in sports or do a make good on that? What, we can up? recap it really okay, briefly. what happened? I got everything wrong okay. <laughs> in one game that had did not take place yesterday, did not t- take place on Sunday. This season. Wasn't even a Sunday night. <laughs> I don't know where I got my information. But you had, like, passing yards and everything. Uh, here's what? the thing. I think I'm, uh, I'm like, 99% right most of the time. Yeah. I don't even know if that math adds up, but uh, I, whatever it was in that football game last night, I was wrong. So okay. You're I well within it. operating parameters. Yeah. Okay. He was pulling information from the, from the Chargers-Jags game on Sunday afternoon. 
but instead of Jags, he wrote Vikings, and instead of Sunday afternoon, he said Monday, Monday. night. Right. Other okay. than that's all. Okay. Other, than that, <laughs> yeah. other than that, you're good. I mean, it was obvious. Yeah. 100% correct, other than that. <laughs> Wait, real quick. I just have one question. But who was the player that I mentioned? What team does he Oh, you got that. I, I got yeah. that right. You got that right. So who does he play for? The Chargers. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah, so he all is right. a quarterback, and okay. he plays for the Chargers. Got all it. right. We just needed to make good on that. All right, so stupid question. We're going to give away <laughs> the Doors Morrison Hotel 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition Digital Down. Load for the correct answer to this. The iconic puppet from the horror movie franchise Saw is known by what name? Two one five two six three WMMR. I don't know this. I don't know my Saw material at all. I no. saw Saw. I did see Saw uh, <laughs> way way back when when it first came out, but I didn't see any of the other Saws. Yes. All right. So two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the name of the puppet. Going to go through some birthdays today. It is Tuesday, October 27th. Uh, Troy Gentile, who plays Gary Bol- Goldberg on the Goldbergs, uh, is 27. Uh, Barry Goldberg? Uh, isn't, it, isn't it Barry? Yeah. You said yeah. Gary Goldberg. Did I say Bar- Gary Goldberg? Uh-huh. Jesus I Christ. I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> All right. You know, it's fine. Maybe Listen, you get most of the things come right on. you say. It felt like Barry Goldberg it when did, I yeah. said it. All right, so he's Barry Goldberg. He also plays, we got to point out, in uh, Pick a Destiny at the very beginning. He's oh, yeah. the young Jack Black. He's the kid. He's great. It's hilarious. When he freaks the F out. Uh, so he's 27 today. Uh, Roberto Benin, the hey! Academy hey! Award winning Italian director and actor. Life is beautiful. Don't you love me? Great movie. Uh, he is 68 years old today. John Cleese, the outstanding Amazing actor and comedian, Monty Python, a fish Doesn't called Doesn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Well, that's not him. That's yes, not him. That is no. from Monty Python. That was... Um... That's actually from the Chargers game on... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> is that Eric Idle? That's Eric yeah. Idle, yeah. yeah. He's like, ready, blue 42! <laughs> Doesn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Um, <laughs> die another day, he was in that as well. Yes, he's playing forget. the new Q, basically. Yep, he's 81 today. Simon LeBon of Duran Duran. Uh, and I, I'm a Duran Duran fan. As am I. I was a naysayer in the height of their fame, but came to appreciate them later. Went to see them in concert when, um, they came out with, uh, Come Undone and, you know, they kind of had a resurgence. I was considered the... Freaking standing live. Absolutely. I was considered the Simon LeBon of the telemarketing company I oh, worked for. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Here he comes. This music replays. You'd start walking down the hall. I'll tell you this, man. Uh, they, they're actually... They're all like talented musicians. They, some of them so. broke off and did other stuff. Simon LeBon actually saved somebody's life, I think, from a sinking boat one time. Really? Yeah, he was yeah. a, uh, like, uh, the America's Cup and everything. Yeah, he that's was right. A, a yacht a guy or a yacht racing, I don't know, yeah. uh, regattas and so on. But, yeah, I think, and he was, he almost drowned one time, I think, yeah. Steve. Was uh, this song the inspiration for one of the songs in the movie Sing Street? I don't remember. They are influenced by 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 a Duran, 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 Duran. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they went through a few different bands like The Cure and Pulling Oats. Yeah, yep. Uh, so Duran Duran, Simon LeBon is sixty two today. Uh, Patrick Fugit, is it Fugit or Fugit? Ah, uh, Fugit. Ah, uh, Fugit. I, I, I forget. Uh, he is. He's the the kid and almost famous. Uh, and in oh. fact, he reminds me of Nick. Believe it or not, really? Yeah. Got a huge head, <laughs> uh, but he does remind me of Nick. He was also in Gone Girl. He's been in a few things throughout the years. He is uh, 38 today. What a great movie! It's awesome. Yeah. Holds up. Uh, Kelly Osborne, daughter of Ozzy and Sharon, is she 36 today. Looks completely different. She does. Had a massive uh, weight loss. Yeah. She's glammed up like nobody's business. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah. 
Uh, we also have Lee Greenwood, singer of God Bless the USA. He is 78 years old today. You believe we don't have that in the system? We don't anymore? have that? No. That's okay. okay. We've, we've got a bunch of stuff to do. Uh, K.K. Downing, lead guitarist of Judas Priest, is turning 69 years old today. Wow. Uh, and it was wise to keep it at two K's. Uh, yes, the third <laughs> probably would have been. <laughs> they would have checked that right. in the negative column. Yeah, no. Uh, so KK Downing, Judas Priest, sixty-nine years old. Another great musician, Gary W. Talent. Wow, plays bass in the E Street Band. Back together with Bruce. They recently recorded their new album. Did it in, from what I understand, four days, and they did it. They did it live. Do it live. Uh, <laughs> which you don't see much of in the studio, that people will record their parts separately and lay down well, Do tracks. it live. Uh, that was Bruce. Yeah, it's... but there was no sheet music. <laughs> Thing sucks. Uh, I can't read it. There's no There's no words on it. <laughs> so they, they, they did the performances live in the studio, which is really cool. So I'm interested to see how that, uh, how that sounds. We'll do it live. With that, <laughs> that dynamic. Uh, so Gary Talent is 71 years old today. And the last birthday... My beautiful wife, Rochelle, oh my God. celebrates his bir- her birthday today. And I'm going to share this with you guys right now. And, okay. and I may be ruining it for her, but I don't care. So uh, she has an online community that she's become friends with since the, the quarantine. Right. Uh, they're called the Quarren Fam. And they've, uh, they get together every night uh, and just chatting. Yes. And it's great. They've become really great friends. It's a group of people she didn't even know. I think it's wonderful. Except for one or two. So... Making they, lemonade from lemons. They wanted to do something nice for her birthday this morning, so they wanted to get one of those happy birthday signs that you put in people's front yard. Right. Yeah. You know, so they were gonna. I was gonna do it late last night after I went to bed and everything. I'm like, I got a call from one of them. And said, yeah, no problem. The dogs will be okay. Should be good to go. <laughs> Woke up this morning to leave. It's in my next door neighbor's oh, yes. yard. I yes. love it. That's great. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yes. Did you leave it there? I, hell yes, I, I got to get to work, man. Oh, Listen, that thing, it would take forever for me to move all of those things. I left it there and I texted the main guy. I'm like, hey, by the way, you put it in my neighbor's yard. Oh, my God. Wait, is it, is it one or... A, a bunch, bunch of, of them. No, it's, uh, it's all like the huge, letters yeah. and, and oh my balloons oh, so and birthday cakes and all that stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Steve and Karina, you're going to have a nice little surprise <laughs> on your front yard this morning. Uh, unless, because oh, I texted great. I texted uh, oh somebody God. and I said, hey, by the way, so maybe we can get out amazing. early and do what, it. But... What time does Rochelle routinely get up? Uh, she's probably up by now. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah it's going to be hard. Yeah. That's great. Uh, but the kids aren't going to school or anything. They're staying in, so maybe right. she hasn't stepped outside the front door. But I think it'd be hilarious if she did go out there and see that. <laughs> uh, oh, it's your birthday, too. In our neighbor's yeah. yard. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I love you, honey. Happy, happy birthday to you. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. The iconic puppet from the horror movie franchise Saw is known by what name? 215-263-WMMR. And we will go to Ryan S., it says here on my screen. Yo, Ryan. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, buddy. All right, what's the name of the puppet, please? Billy. Billy. Oh! You got it. Hang on, Ryan. A lot of people had Jigsaw up on the uh, thing. Jigsaw is the actual brains behind the... Uh, uh, the Doors Morrison Hotel 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition is what we have. It's a digital download with 30 songs, including 19 previously unreleased outtakes. A two-CD, one-LP set is also available in stores now. That's courtesy of Rhino.com. Uh, we're going to start with Harvey Weinstein. He believes <sighs> that he will win an appeal in his conviction in New York 
although he's given up on getting out of prison on bail while his lawyers fight the case, reps tell Page Six. He also believes he's going to be an astronaut. Uh, Arthur Adala uh, of Adala, Bertuna, and Camines tells Page Six that he expects the appeal to be filed by the end of this year after multiple pandemic-related delays. He said Weinstein is expecting... Uh, Adala's firm to be Michelangelo and build the Sistine Chapel of Appeals. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the producer is facing a court case in L.A., which, if convicted, uh, could send him to prison for decades. Now, also, a 61-year-old woman has filed a complaint with the NYPD Special Victims Unit alleging that Weinstein had forced her to perform oral on him in a Manhattan nightclub in 1995 or 96, so somebody else has come forward. Yeah, so on the original charge, he's he's already been sentenced to 22 years, right? Whatever the original charge was? I think it might, might have been yeah, more right. than that, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was a couple decades for yeah. sure. Yeah. So there's, no, there's, there's no way he's going to be getting out of jail. Uh, detectives are investigating and reportedly classified the attack as a first-degree criminal sexual act, which has no statute of limitations, by the way, so she can mm-hmm. pursue that. Uh, let me see. I think we have audio of this, uh, Casey or Steve. Send it over. Wendy Williams uh, is speaking out after concerns over her on-air behavior arose. Many fans had noticed that she had trouble getting through her Hot Topics segment on Friday. Uh, so on Monday, the 56-year-old admitted that she's not perfect. And we have, uh, do we have uh, I'm coming over. There yeah. it is, yes. All right, let's uh, roll this. Here we go. You know, I come here every day. And I try to do the best that I can for you. For you. Um, I appreciate for you. Hate you watching. Um, but it's, you know, even after all of these years, it's still work. You know, an effort put in for the hour that I'm out here with you, you know? I guess every day is not perfect, but I'm not a perfectionist. I'm, I'm not perfect. It is not easy. You're a tough crowd. <laughs> the hell was a clap in the middle? They, they actually had the production crew were, as the audience. Oh. Yeah, that's how they. That's who's in the. Every uh, day I come out here uh, to entertain you. <laughs> I I just I don't get her at all. How you doing? All right, here's the other clip from her. This is this uh, is the actual uh, c- clip of the portion of the show oh, that caused the, oh, the from the hot topic. Yes. All right, here we go. And I literally am laying silently. Street wig on, right. not not showing. Street wig, <laughs> laying. Yo, baby. Rick Ross. What I I haven't what? heard. I haven't what understood. Happened? It's totally incoherent. Hang on. Oh! To me, he's got a lot of mansions. <laughs> I hear a lot of swallowing and yeah. Uh, okay. Um, oh, twelve bedrooms. Okay, so she's What's just happening? she's reacting uh, to things that she's seeing. It twelve bedrooms like. for Micah, fried chicken, uh, <laughs> earwigs. Uh, where I is mean, she? Was, where is she from? Uh, she's from New York, I think. Is she okay. Yeah, I don't know. Type. I'm from New York, Type. and I'm so happy. <laughs> So she is, uh, she's saying it takes a lot of work. And it's, uh, it takes a I, lot of work. I don't even know what that <laughs> explanation was. So No, no, no. In fact, 
it's it was as incoherent as the actual moment. Yep, yep. She yeah. lo- her face work makes her look like she's constantly crying. Yes. Well, yeah, Agreed. constantly crying. And as I said yesterday, she looks like a, a mole artist's rendering of what she looks like. She does. But like mm-hmm. she, she went in and said, J- I just want to look like I'm always crying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We Make got, me we look scary. We can like do that. a beast of the forest. <laughs> Uh, Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt split may seem fresh to fans, but it happened months ago. The former Disney star oh. appears ready to move on from the three-year relationship and was spotted out with model Raina Silva. Oh, well, he's out with a model. Over the weekend. And uh, the pair were seen embracing and kissing, apparently. Uh, they've been sparking romance rumors for a few weeks now. So we'll have to keep our eye on that one. I wonder when Riverdale comes back on. It's you know, I'm a big question. fan. Yeah, Is yeah. he Zach and Cody? That, yes, okay. exactly. That's Cole Sprouse? Yeah, yes. Cole Sprouse. Okay. Yep. And he was also Big Daddy. Yes. Okay. But he and he his and brother. His brother. Yeah. 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 We watched Big Daddy the other day. So did I. Yeah. It was just happening to be on? Uh, yeah. No. I, for, all right, I just, and I, this rarely happens, but I went on a um, on an Adam Sandler kick, so I watched Mr. Deeds followed by Big Daddy. Now, Big Daddy is a, I like that movie. It's yeah. a fun movie. It's a fun movie because he's not, right. he's not playing yeah. a yeah, a well, bizarre character. Same with Mr. Deeds. Yes. Mr. Deeds, kind of just regular guy or whatever. He's really good. He's really good at that stuff. Yeah. I, I was trying to give grown-ups another go because uh, Chuck D'Amico was saying, dude, it's really funny. I didn't really care for I it. I enjoy it. I, it's I'm not a available. Sucker. Really? It, well, not not on Netflix. All right. Um, well, look around. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> it's All not right. that important to me. Uh, so, other news. Felicity Huffman has completed her sentence for her involvement in the college admissions scandal. They uh, let her out of Chino, right? Uh, yeah, she's out of Chino, <laughs> finally. She's got a prison tier in the whole thing. <laughs> the 57-year-old did 11 days of jail time. I came out different. Community service and finished her time in supervised release. I'm uh, not going to be able to leave it behind. In May, the Desperate Housewives alum pleaded guilty to paying a disgraced admissions consultant, Rick Singer, $15,000 to get her daughter into the University of Southern California. Of course, you know, but she's done. She is, she's paid in full now. Everything. She's and uh, Lori Laughlin, is she gone away yet? I don't know what the story is on that. That's, uh, that's kind of fizzled out yeah. of the... Uh, uh, don't you long for the time the when that was the big rag. story? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, how about this? Jennifer Garner is pushing back yet again rumors that she is pregnant. To be fair, she may have brought this one on herself because she posted a shot holding, uh, she was holding a carved pumpkin, yep. a large pumpkin with a tiny smiling pumpkin <laughs> from inside its kind of stomach door area thing. And she had captioned it, when you and your jack-o'-lantern share a vibe. And a fan wrote, I thought this was a pregnancy announcement for a hot second. She replied with the comment, uh, still not having more babies. Good grief. I didn't even see it. I just saw matching smiles. No, I I thought the pregnant thing when I saw it, too. So did I. And then I realized it's actually a tribute to the skull sealer. Oh, is yeah. that what yeah. it is? <laughs> Last month, she responded to comments who thought she looked pregnant. Uh, she said, I am 48, have three healthy kids, and am not and never will be pregnant. What uh, we can lay that pupper to rest. Have I gained the COVID-19? Possibly, but that's another story. So uh, she is not interested in having a babies, and she is definitely not pregnant. I like that concept, though, the smaller pumpkin inside the large one. Yeah, that is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, this is sad news. Uh, Jamie Foxx is mourning the loss of his beloved younger sister, uh, Deandra Dixon. Uh, he announced her passing on Instagram, she died October 19th. She was 36 years old. She had Down syndrome. I uh, said, uh, my heart is shattered into a million pieces. My beautiful, loving sister, Deandra, has transitioned. I say transitioned 
because she will always be alive. Anyone who knew my sis knew that she was a bright light. In 2011, Dixon was named a global ambassador for the Global Down Syndrome Foundation. She had participated in the Special Olympics for nearly a decade and had aspirations of becoming a professional dancer. Uh, she had written, uh, my brother has given me a chance to do some special things. I dance in his video, Blame It. I've danced on stage at some of his concerts all over the country. And guess what? I've danced at the Grammys. Fox looked back on those cherished memories on social media, writing, though my pain is unbelievable, I smile when I think of all the great memories that she left me, my family, and her friends, from dancing in the Blame It video to dancing on the Grammys and becoming the ambassador to Global Down Syndrome, from sliding down my stairs with a grin as wide as a Rio Grande to serenading us with all of her music. Uh, the organization has eulogized Dixon in a loving tribute to their own, calling her a beacon of hope, a true leader and role model whose aim was to always help others. I, I didn't see any Which cause she passed of from? death. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't was wondering. see any cause of death. Huh. No, she was 36. That's so sad. That's terrible. I feel horrible for him. Uh, Kim Kardashian showed off her sizzling curves Ooh. in a bikini pic captioned, This is 40. This is what? Barney. <laughs> she just turned yeah. 40 last Drink week. it in, boys. Uh-huh. Uh, friends and fans were quick to note that she defied stereotypes about the big 4-0. An entire empire built on butt violation. Uh, Kendall Jenner wrote, sure is. She does look damn good. Yeah, she she does. Absolutely. Yeah. You would expect. Of course. Uh, BFF Jonathan Cheban, who is also known as Food God, uh, said 40 looks better than 39. Thank you, food God. Several, <laughs> <laughs> Several fans just uh, wrote, how? How? I just do it. Uh, after just four hours up on Monday, the post garnered 4.6 million likes. I'm a lawyer. Uh, last week, Page Six reported that the KKW mogul flew friends and family to a private getaway in the Caribbean. For her birthday, you cannot argue with the uh, the success, the master plan of the of the Mominger, all of that stuff. Incredible wealth throughout the family, except for Rob, of course. I don't but have the, to uh, like it, but I won't argue with yeah, it. Yeah, right. I mean they they did it. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, will Prince William? No, not Prince William. Prince Andrew. No, it's the uh, it's the uh, the Bears uh, on no. the football. No, it's <laughs> will Prince Andrew return to public life? I doubt it. A year long hiatus amid questions about his connections with uh, the late convicted sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. I'm uh, back. And reports of own sexual relationship with trafficked women. Uh, the UK Sunday Times reported that he is hoping to return, and others say he has his mother, the Queen's blessing. Yeah, right. No, no. He is the new engineer on Thomas the Tank Engine, though. Probably. All right, that yeah. I can see. He's Mr. Topham Hat? Yes. <laughs> this is okay. Topham Hat. An insider... There's a special car in the back. I want all the younger ladies to go back there. An insider told the paper the Duke is spending time working out how he can serve his country and support the monarchy in the no. future. And what else he might want to do with his life. I don't believe it for a second. They're going to keep him as, as as pushed down and in the back as they possibly can and just ride this out. I mean, he's he's got... The money, he's got access to all of that stuff. They just want this to go away. Uh, yeah. I mean, because uh, I, I, in the in the redacted stuff that they got out of the Jelaine Maxwell, yeah, they believe that the, the most often redacted name was his. Oh, my God. 
Uh, so anyhow, he is he is denied allegations though, and uh, Maxwell did too, uh, according to the documents. So, mm-hmm. but anyhow, uh, we'll see. He's 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 apparently wants to try to return to normal. So. Get the dude a break. <laughs> he's got one supporter. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my bro. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson shared a video from the gym on Instagram Monday revealing that he got hit in the face with some chains and actually needed to get stitches. What kind uh, of workout is that? He yeah. had written, sometimes, well, oftentimes, things get intense here in the iron paradise, but we ain't playing tiddlywinks and we ain't reciting nursery rhymes. He said, all right, you get lumped up every once in a while and things happen. Uh, then he did this in a video. He wiped blood from his face onto his finger and licked it. Oh, it's so tough. And he said, that's good. That's real good. Back if you keep work. watching, I'm going to eat some of my own poop. The <laughs> Look at that. Right out of my ass. It's still steaming. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> no, that's a workout. That's a man's workout that's right a, look, there. Look, I even put garnish around it. Oh, my God. A little sprig of a... Parsley. In the video's caption, Johnson had said that things get extremely intense in the gym, and he explained how he got the gash. Well, apparently, if they're beating him with chains, no, he's probably doing, you know, sometimes they'll put the chains around their necks and do pull-ups and stuff like that. Here's what he said. I threw around my 50-pound chains for a drop set. Yeah. Uh, I got lumped up and need stitches. Uh, Taste your blood, keep training, and stitch up later. Rules of the house. No, what actually happened, Preston, is that he does goat yoga, and he puts the chains around (laughs) his goats. Oh. One of them jumped up on his back, and the chains swung around and hit him in the face. They didn't show that part. I saw there was a movie, uh, the one where he was the, um, I guess, the Tooth Fairy? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. um, he's much smaller in that movie than he currently is because yeah. now he's just a, a, a mountain with legs. Press, yes. Was it you and I that were at the WWE event together where he came out? Uh, I believe it was. Um, he was getting ready to go up against maybe Cena. Yeah, they were announcing it. It was yeah. at the very end of the night. Yep, he was so pumped up at that point, Steve. Right, yeah. It was insane. Yep, I yeah. do remember. You just, I mean, and that's. That's after watching a whole night of guys that were already, you know, jacked Gigantic. beyond belief. And he came in and we're like, dear Lord. He travels with his own. He's got like an 18-wheeler, like a, a, a full truck that has his full gym. Wherever he goes, yeah, I believe that it. travels with him. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, he also added, uh, and I can confirm my blood tastes like terramana, calluses, and blamon hot sauce. Blamoan, Blamoan, oh, which means black and Samoan. Ah. Uh-huh. So that's what his blood tastes like, in case you were curious about that. So is Jason Momoa, is he full Samoan? Oh, you know what, I don't, I don't know. know. Um, it's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure what his uh, huh. his lineage is with his uh, mom and dad. but Right. Yeah. When you're as big as The Rock is, and obviously you're working out every single day, like, you can kind of, like, eat whatever you want, right? Not really. No? You've got okay. to eat a lot of the right stuff. Now, there is, you know, people have su- suggested, as with Stallone, when you're training for things and for movies, you get the right doctors who give you the right chemical assistance to get you to where you need to be, where you can do that safely. Yeah. At uh, whatever level of safeness you can achieve. But, like, the... the uh, in well, the years we- that Stallone was, I mean, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, I should say, I'm sorry. Schwarzenegger was competing for the Mr. Olympia. The word was he was a champion, and as a champion, he had the best doctors. Well, and also, when you look like that, once you get to that point, cheating is different than for a normal person right, like right. us. So yeah, yeah. they can go and have something. It's not. And, and they can get it, their, their team can accelerate their 
they have a pe- people that would train them right back, whereas we would be like, oh, God, I still <laughs> yeah. want another. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want those Oreos. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had these, uh, um, oh. What'd you have? Caramel sea salt chocolates things mm. last sea night. Sea salt. Right before bed, sea salt. Oh, sea salt caramel <laughs> things. And I just, I felt like, I felt like a jerk. Seahorses forever. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just have one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe two more. Last night before bed, and I'm like, you idiot. What'd you do that for? I was at the True Value um, yesterday picking up some stuff, yeah. and I, somebody I hear somebody go, are you the seahorse captain? <laughs> yeah. And I turned around, I was a little listening to the show. Seahorses forever. By the way, Jason Momoa, his father is of Native American and Hawaiian ancestry. Okay. And his uh, mother is of German and Irish descent. So I don't think there's any he's, Samoan in him. I thought Steve. he was Samoan. No, he's Hawaiian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with a mixture of a few yeah. other things. All right. So how about this? According to Deadline, MGM is set to partner with blackish creator Kenya Barris for a movie based on Richard Pryor. Huh. A biopic. This comes after the studio reportedly won a contentious battle at auction over rights to make the film. Uh, with Deadline noting that this new acquisition comes after MGM had also already obtained the rights for a Sammy Davis Jr. biopic as well. That could be really good. Uh, that that has Both to be them. done yeah. right. You've got, you, you got to give that the full... Like, get Scorsese or somebody to do that. Uh, to play prior... Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. I, that's Maybe. pretty good. Um, you know who played him... Um, I mean, Rick Moranis is back to acting again, there, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know who played him, actually? It was really... I'm, I'm having a, a brain fart, but he was... Uh, um, who played uh, Richard Pryor? No, played Sammy Davis Jr. In oh, that, Don in that, Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah. He was really good. He did him. a very good job. Yeah, in yeah. the Rat Pack? Right, yeah. yeah I did about, enjoy um, his version. Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars? Are you talking about for Sammy Davis Jr.? Sammy Davis Jr.? I mean, he could pull off the talent oh, part yeah. of it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't so. look physically that much like him. But you're talking about Richard Pryor. I'm talking about Richard Pryor. Who okay, Louis Anderson. Uh, there you go. Perfect. Casting done. Uh, and then uh, I think we have. Do we have a clip of Tom Holland? We yes. do. Spider-Man Three. Yeah. This is him talking about that uh, the next Spider-Man film. Here we go. Hey, so I just got home, and uh, I'm in Atlanta. Just been delivered a package. That package is an iPad, and on that iPad is a script, and that script is Spider-Man Three. So I'm about to find out what I'm going to be doing for the next five months. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because I've learned my lesson. Um, okay, I'm going to read this now, and I can't wait. And I'll speak to you all soon. Bye. He's, there you go. He's known for accidentally betraying secrets of movies he's working on. So, uh-huh. yes. Uh, it's it's wild hearing him with the English accent, uh, you know, because you're just not used to I'm it. I'm just a kid from New York. Uh, like, I was watching a, a teaser for that... Um, um, that Sherlock Holmes spinoff with Millie Bobby Brown. Right, right. And she's speaking with the English accent. I know. You spent years watching her as 11 and not hearing that. And then Tom Holland, you always see him as Spider-Man. It's, it's pretty wild. I just now it's automatically different. assume if there's an actor to show that I like... And I've n- I'm not familiar with him except for that show. I assume they're British now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, did you watch a movie with him and Rob Pattinson? On I did. That? I okay. thought it was really good. Right. Yeah. I think and I think Rob Pattinson's really good, and it he makes is. me that much more excited to see the Batman. All right. One last story. Uh, LeBron James, uh, Spring Hill Company, and CNN Films have partnered to produce Dreamland: The Rise and Fall of Black Wall Street, a documentary about the history of Black Wall Street ahead of the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. Uh, in June, the NBA stars Spring Hill Company unveiled the upcoming project to mark the centennial of the violent events of the summer of 1921 in the Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, CNN Films will be the linear TV distributor for the feature across North America with HBO Max acquiring 
uh, streaming rights to the film. Very interested uh, in this. Well, that event figures prominently into the Watchmen series. And and was pretty wild seeing them recreate some of that stuff in that series. So the documentary uh, about a wealthy section of the Oklahoma City known as Black Wall Street will lead up uh, to the violent events of 1921 that resulted in the murder of hundreds of the city's African-American residents. Uh, the documentary will use a mix of archival media, contemporary interviews, and original letters and diary entries. Uh, the producers added that they will use footage of a near-century search for physical evidence of the violent murder of African-Americans. Uh, expect that to be completed in early 2021. LeBron is uh, producing the Adam Sandler movie that's being shot here right now, too. Hustle. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He's, him and uh, Kyle Lowry and a few others. Queen Latifah's uh, on it, too. Is she? Yeah. That's cool, man. I love LeBron. He's He was so great in uh, in Trainwreck. Yes. Uh, and I did not know he had the acting chops that he has. He's yeah, solid. He's good. All right, we're ready for the clips. The heartwarming phenomenon, This Is Us, is back for its fifth season. In this clip, Sterling K. Brown discusses the show tackling timely issues. Here we go. Dan Fogelman, who is our showrunner and creator, really want, thought that our show had an opportunity to tackle the pandemic in a way that other shows probably couldn't, and also tackle the social unrest. I think because, like, Randall in particular is such an interesting character who is black and raised in this white family, has a very particular perspective regarding this particular moment. We're looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Is Where he giving is he? a commencement speech? <laughs> I don't know. Well, That's what listen, I was saying. I'm these... glad shows are back, though, finally. Yeah. Oh, my God, to see the, that when you go onto the schedule on uh, Xfinity and it says new. Yeah. Like, oh, awesome. Uh, so the two-hour season premiere of This Is Us airs tonight, 9 o'clock on NBC. Here's the next clip. A young girl builds a rocket ship and blasts off into space in hopes of meeting a mythical goddess in the animated film Over the Moon. In this clip, co-star uh, Philippa Su discusses the pride that she has from being a part in this film. It's so special, especially as an artist of color, when these cultural idols of your youth are coming to mainstream media and you get to step into their shoes and portray them and i just feel so proud to be able to tell this authentic chinese story with a complete cast of asian actors over the moon is streaming now on netflix so if you want to see it you can see it. It's getting good reviews. And that's what I have for you in the entertainment report this morning. Uh, today's Tuesday. It means we got a tattoo to give away. And if you would like a Preston and Steve themed tattoo from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, uh, text word tattoo to 39333 because we will pick a winner before the show is up today. And you get a $350 gift certificate for the shop and you'll get to pick a Preston and Steve themed tattoo. Uh, we will... Uh, yeah, we'll get to that winner uh, before the program is over. We also have joining us uh, actor and comedian Diedrich Bader, who you know from uh, the Drew Carey Show and Office Space and Napoleon Dynamite. And he's on a show called American Housewife. And that season premiere is tomorrow night on ABC. So we'll get him on a little bit later this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Hopefully we'll see some sunshine soon and we'll get our Tuesday started together. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Tala. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com, keyword Local Shots. Oh, baby, 
Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I got a text from uh, the guy who put the birthday oh, no. sign in my neighbor's yard. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Not our yard for my wife's birthday today. So I was trying to be quick because I thought I saw her sitting in the dining room. I am such a dumbass. <laughs> uh, I think it's hilarious. Yes. I, I think it's That makes it better, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not just one sign that says birthday. <laughs> it's great. however many letters are in the word happy, ha- words happy birthday <laughs> with cakes and, and other little things. So <laughs> that's oh some God. work. That yes. is work. Uh-huh. And they do stand out a lot of times for, for a number of years. Occasionally, if I was in charge of getting a birthday cake for someone, I would I would purposefully get... You know, happy bar mitzvah, Irving. Right, uh, you know, right. Just because it's... I love that. They would enjoy it. It adds know? some yeah, character yeah, right, to, yeah. to the gift. So it's actually very, very funny that that happened. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, birthday cakes, uh, let's go get something to eat. It's time for the connoisseur. We were just talking about cakes, and he just wove it right in there. There you go. I have a voluminous amount of stories that revolve around food. And we love food. You we were do. just talking about some sea salt caramel thing, oh. seahorse party. Yeah, forever. <laughs> forever. One more time, Case. Seahorses forever. <laughs> uh, but this is genius. Dare I say this is genius. So let's say you're headed to McDonald's and it's dessert time and you want to get a sundae or ice cream. I like their ice cream at McDonald's. McDonald's is actually yeah. very good. Um, or, oh, yeah. or shakes or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. let's say you want to go and many times... You pull up, and the ice cream machine is not operating at McDonald's, and they just can't offer up uh, a treat at the time. And there's a reason for that, and I'll explain why. There better be a reason. But a software engineer set out to save customers from disappointment in their pursuit for a cold treat from McDonald's. A website called McBroken, (laughs) created by 24-year-old Rashik Zahid, aims to tell potential customers in real time... If an ice cream machine is working at a particular McDonald's or not. And it's ingenious how he has done this. Is this this almost like a Waves app for the ice cream? Yeah, kind of, except it's not user-generated. So each location is indicated with a colored dot. Locations with a green dot should have ice cream, while red dot locations are reported to have an out-of-order machine. Uh, In order to figure out if a location needs a red or green dot, here's what he did. Zahid created a bot that tries to order a McSunday every 30 minutes. If the bot succeeds, the website will say that the machine is working. So it is constantly going to every single McDonald's in the world wow. trying to order online. And before, I guess, checkout, he won't Okay, I was wondering it. if he was ordering all these things that never got picked up. But it will just indicate whether you are capable okay. of ordering it at the time or not. That makes sense then. Pretty smart. Interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you'll get into the specifics, but I worked at uh, McDonald's for four years. Now, this was in the 90s. It was a long time ago. But the uh, ice cream machine at McDonald's is kind of like the Dunkachino machine we have here at the radio station. It was constantly on the fritz. And it was such a pain in the ass for employees at the McDonald's um, because it was always broken. And people like the Sunday. I like the Sundays. I worked there for a long time, and I love getting a Sunday at the end of a shift or whatever. I don't know why it was always broken, but it was a giant pain in the ass. So apparently now, I know it's been a while since you worked at McDonald's, Nick. They might have the, the breakdown part of it uh, fixed, but the most likely reason that the soft serve machine is off and down is due to the heat cleaning cycle that the machine must go through every night in order to prevent bacteria growth. Yeah. Before the cleaning process even begins, a McDonald's machine 
has to be disassembled uh, through an 11-step process. An 11-step process to clean the machine, huh? Yeah. So, so the Dunkachino machine here is just a three-step process. Okay. Yeah. This is a little bit more involved. Uh, so that that might be a reason, but it also might be, you know, finicky. And, or maybe and breaks the, down from time to the time. arc reactors on the fritz. Right. No, yeah, they, they take cleaning at McDonald's really seriously, yes. and so uh, the bacteria thing was, was an issue. I didn't know, realize it was 11 steps, but uh, yeah, that, that, 30 years ago, <laughs> Nick only did five reason. of them. Yeah. yeah. There were plants growing out of it. Yeah, well, same thing was for the uh, the shake machine. It took a long time to clean it, and uh, and you, you take a mix. You basically pour the mix in the back of the shake machine or the back of the Sunday machine, two separate mixes for two different types of ice cream products. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the bacteria content was, uh, or the bacteria count was really important in make, making sure that those machines were clean. Well, I'm glad we're talking about soft serve ice cream, because I wanted to ask a question that I probably could have just looked up, oh, but go I'm, I'm going to ask. No, I'm going to go there. Oh, why go there? Okay. Okay. Um, is there a home version of a soft serve machine? Like, Ooh. yeah, yes, there yeah. are, but they're a waste. They're are not you good. sure they're a waste? Well, <laughs> it's Casey. It's like having um, uh, a do-it-yourself-at-home ice cream maker. Like, it's fun for an afternoon, right? right? And then it sits in your basement and you, and you never use it again, right? It's like um, you know, we we bought uh, my wife bought this uh, uh, old theater time looking popcorn machine. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, no. yeah. They're cute. No. It looks cute. They're yeah. nice. Use it a couple times. Yeah, and then it's like oh. back to the microwave. <laughs> I almost got that for you, Steve, for your 60th birthday because you love the one at the uh, Worldwide Stereo so much. That one's really good, though. right? They're like they have there's ones that are, are smaller. You know, That's the it, thing is so so like Trish who's yeah. in our, our uh, you know sales department she uses it all the time yeah okay. but she also cleans it yeah and oh. I know mine would become a nightmare all right so here with, with the soft serve there's like all right there's like a hundred dollar one Kathy at Target so you know Christmas Six. Up, you want to get me something um, <laughs> but like that small enough that that's right it sticks so what do Listen, you have I'm, what I'm, is the process to get to get a decent cones worth of soft ice cream. I'm not sure, but I'm also not looking to get five gallons of, of soft serve. You know, well, that's I'm, the thing. Yeah. So Four you, you have to get the you have to get the the amount of soft serve. You know, whatever the liquid is that eventually becomes ice cream. Yeah, and then I would imagine I would imagine as you can imagine <laughs> as, you as, can imagine. as you can imagine I would imagine that you would have to. Keep that machine running until it's out of that liquid. Probably, you know. And well, then you got to clean it, which is a pain. And- so there, there, there was a, Casey McDonald hosts his show on uh, what was some channel, but anyway, she goes to these multi multi million dollars homes, right? And so she's in one Kathy in the kitchen, and they have literally like the Carvels mm. soft ice cream just with the full levers and the whole thing always at the ready. You know, I just I, she was just in the Hamptons doing that show and I just talked to her. I was texting with her and yeah. she said it's really hard to not take aspects like that of homes yeah. and like create your dream home. She's like, right. I don't have the money that these, you know, these people have in these houses, but you see little things like that, like soft serve ice cream. Build a house kitchen. around your soft ice cream. Yeah. I would do that for Christ's sake. She got engaged yesterday. Yeah, oh, really? She's McDonald, yeah. Eric Hosmer, the baseball player, proposed and she's Aww. wearing a ring. Okay. Oh, I thought it was Gary Lauer. There's not <laughs> Gary Lauer. No. I got my watch out, fucks. All right. Well, back to uh, <laughs> McDonald's and the uh, the soft serve machine. Uh, within 20 minutes of the launch of this website, McBroken, they had over 10,000 visitors, uh, leading the site to crash. Uh, the software engineer said that he intends for the project. To, he intended for it to be a joke, uh, so he was surprised by the uh, instant interest. So, you know, I'll tell you something that that something as nuanced as that can can really hit big. I have noticed. I don't know. It's, have you noticed the incredibly long drive-through lines at Wendy's? 
Well, yeah. Well, so what allowed, is that about? Because you're not allowed in the store. Inside. Yeah. But I mean, still, it's all drive-throughs almost, like Chick Fil A. I don't see. I don't see a lot of other places with lines as extensive. Chick Fil A. Really line. crazy line. But huh. however, but I will say they those, move it. They, those places, like they you see, it. don't be intimidated by the line if yep. you want to go there. That's all they're doing. It's just because people aren't allowed inside. All you right. get in that yeah. line, and you're in and out so quick. Mm-hmm. The last time I went to Chick Fil A, though, I was so mad. Oh, I was so mad because uh, it took forever to, to get to my order. I made my order. I was definitely done ordering before the lady next to me. This freaking lady, she wanted to get in front of me so bad. She actually jumped on the curb to get in front of me to get to the, to the pay window. I'm like, and I'm just, I'm there with my daughter. So I'm trying to like, just what do you, mean? Don't, get- you have to go in order. What's that? You have to go in order after you after you place no, your order. You know what? They do, you don't because they have your name and everything like that. Yeah. But I started yeah. I started inching forward. Um, so is this one of those where two different places where you can order? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. You got two different ordering stations, and then I was done ordering. I know uh, for a fact that I was done ordering because I started inching forward first, and then she started. <laughs> Steve, I had already waited in line for like ever and ever, and I just was so frustrated. My daughter was there, and I wanted to like. I'm done. Uh, but so, so, but she she butted in front of you. She cut in line. She jumped the curb. There. She <laughs> jumped in front of you. Got in front of you. She literally did. You get your food. Had two tires up on the curb, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to ram you, even though I want to ram you. Um, but you know, guys, okay, play the music and then play play me out. There's no words on it. Um, okay, Steve, well, I'm Steve, sorry I found, to hear that. I found no, the, no. the Please, top the top six ice cream makers. All right, and what's what's if the best you're interested. one? Uh, the, well, there there's six of them, and it go, ranges from Cuisinart to like almost like what looks like a, a Cold Stone Creamery type of. Yeah. Well, so so what is the uh, what is the um, what is the uh, so ice cream volume to the top? What is the largest well, ice cream? Cause to Preston's point, what is the? You don't want to have to keep you know gearing up the machine every time you want to make one cone. Right. You always want it there at the ready. So, so what is what, that? Well, that's what they said is one of the um, main features. You have to look at how much. Ice cream right. it actually makes five quarts. It's what you said, right, Case? Uh, five gallons. Is oh, five gallons. I, I'm I sorry. won't do it. No, but listen, I also, you know, I got a house full of children all the time, right. so like I'll I'll be able to make volume. So how much? So this says a 1.5 quart capacity is the perfect size for an at home ice cream maker. 1.5 quarts. Yeah. yeah, maybe for, for for two people, maybe. So it says the the size or how much it makes is a very important factor, and so is a, a good thermometer. They said invest in a good thermometer because right. if you don't have the right temperature, it's not going to turn out. I don't think I would ever do it because going to get ice cream is it's a like part treat of for the yes. family. So I would rather have it being a, a yeah. small little family event that we have to go. We're going to go get ice Besides, cream. Besides, you know if it's I mean? there. Yeah. You'll eat it. Oh, my God. All the effing time. Real quick, I'm going to go to Carl. He's got an interesting story. Carl, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, I wrote something ghoul in my journal. Ghoul. <laughs> 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 nice, Carl. All right, what's your story with the, the milkshake, I believe? Hey, the other day I went to a restaurant that rhymes with click monolds. <laughs> I ordered... <laughs> I ordered a nice vanilla milkshake, which I don't do often, and I think it was a sign from God when the girl handed me a boiling hot cup of melted ice cream. Wow. The machine wasn't working so good. It was a girl. How did that happen? Well... She did. I, I, she handed it to me. I said, "I didn't order a coffee." And why did you put a coffee in a milkshake cup? And you know the whole thing. I said, "Just take half of it out and dump it in a large iced coffee." 
And it was the greatest invention ever. Well, really? you know, Carl, so that, and that, that does happen, though. That, and that goes to that whole thing about the thermometer working right, because there is, you got to have consistency with your soft ice cream. Mm. And that, that's, that's a yeah. big issue. That, I, I had nice one problem. of the great experiences. I, it was one of the, the stories I've told on the air. Going into a White Castle, the second I walked through the door, the guy behind the counter goes, the mother-effing milkshake machine's broken. <laughs> yep. I, I wasn't going to have a milkshake. So McDonald's has their their milkshakes are in clear cups now. And yeah. do you ever get this thing where it's like if you order a vanilla milkshake and you'll see that it's kind of, there's there's a there's a, a white and then there's kind of a mauve yeah, uh, you know, like a two tone. Yeah, no, what's what that about? Thing in there. Well, I'll tell you what that's about. The uh, all natural ingredients in your McDonald's milkshake aren't exactly natural. <laughs> okay, it's they a, haven't they haven't swirled with the chemicals yet. No, no, no. Yeah, it's a whole or lot the, of chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Right. Listen, and I say this: it's when still people, yummy. When I'm people throw that, no, no, no. Like I love it when people say, you know, the, the cream in the Oreos is just chemicals. Great, they're the best tasting chemicals I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. All right, anyhow. Yeah, I mean, by that, I don't mean like straight up No, no, no. It's, uh, it's, Edible chemicals. There, there's <laughs> there's a flavor uh, addition Thing. to it. And so, well, wake like, up. You talk about, like, fake boobs. You know, people are like, well, they feel, they feel real to me. I don't care. All right, so McBroken is the name of that website. I, have I love it. Stuff. Let's go in here. Uh, we're gonna... stories from the connoisseur. Beverages now. Beverages now. Yes. So, Tab, the pioneering. Oh, wow. Diet soda Coca-Cola first launch in 1963 will be discontinued this year. They still make it. Huh? Wait, wait I don't even know what it is. T- you, tab? tab used to be wow. all over the place. It was really one of the only... It was the original diet soda. Diet sodas. Yeah. 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 It was the oh. original diet soda. Kathy, and it, Marty it, it, orders one in 1955 in uh, uh, Back to the Future. Remember? Yeah, he goes, hey, okay. you want a tab? You got to pay for something, fella. Uh, Coca-Cola had kept the I've iconic soda on store shelves, but uh, because of the pandemic has repri- reprioritized its drink making with plans to slash about half of the 500 brands it produces. Coca-Cola produces 500 brands. brands. Wow. It's stuff, a lot of it's stuff you've never heard of. And some of it's very regional, too. Uh, the uh, tab was, it was first out of the gate, but it was not one of, like for me, a diet soda that is really within the taste of its counterpart, its regular full sugared counterpart, is the Dr. Pepper. Correct. Dr. Pepper seems really close to the regular Dr. Well, Pepper. Well, the Zeros... Tell us, tells us about that. Right. Yeah. Um, the Zeros, like Coke Pepsi... Zero. Uh, Coke Zero, Pepsi Zero. Have you guys tried those? Yeah. <laughs> They're not bad. Yeah, bad. That was your fault. It was your fault. He's cut me off. He said, like, Porky Pig for just a moment now. I can't... I can't have regular soda. It's it's too sweet for me. I, I agree. Me too. Yeah. I, I, Except for ginger ale. Yeah, go yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll dive in for ginger ale. Even it's super sweet. sweet. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I will put use... Put some bourbon in it. After we have... A little bit. <laughs> right. yeah. put, some, put some bourbon in and then do some coke while you're doing it. When we have a party and we'll get coke, cans of coke for people who are coming over, and there's a few residual, I will use that as a dessert for days after that. All right. So the full-on sugar sodas that I can drink are like the Stewart's, like orange cream soda and stuff like that. I can do that, but for the... <laughs> what is going on? Here? I don't know. Man. Slow down. Marissa, now, now the sports. Marissa. I have a complaint because I went to three convenience stores one day because I was craving a black cherry. How do you say it? Wishnack. Yeah, Wishniak, I was yeah. craving one of those. Three different convenience stores. There is no shelf space for that stuff anymore. Hmm. It like doesn't exist. There's no like of the orange soda, the black cherry, none of that. I saw some yesterday. Where? 
Uh, a giant. <laughs> Where? Oh. Where? So I was Which saying, is nearby me. Get her some. And then Acme. <laughs> no, uh, uh, maybe the supermarkets have it. But you got to like, come out to the burbs, babe. Well, no, I just think like the bigger convenience stores aren't carrying this. Probably not. Really yeah. Uh, yeah, no, not convenience stores. They yeah. have to sell it in volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Coca-Cola had kept the, st- the the brand around for a while, but it's gone. The company said in September it had planned to cut its beverage production. Reduction coincides with a restructuring that will include layoffs of about 4,000 employees in the U.S. and Canada. Ah. Coke has already discontinued the Adwala juice brand oh, yeah. and already has plans to stop making Zico coconut water. Other drinks the company plans to discontinue include, here's ones that you're not probably familiar with, Diet Coke Feisty Cherry, Sprite Lemonade, Sprite Limonade, and Coke Coke Life, which is sweetened with uh, stevia. Uh, The brands were chosen because they are not growing and will not achieve large-scale sales. Now, for Tab, so uh, sales of Tab represented about 1% of the $22 billion global diet soda market. Uh, in comparison, Diet Coke had 35%. Coke Zero Sugar had 22% of the sales. It's a far cry from Tab's heyday in the 1970s and 80s when it gained pop culture status with cans making cameo appearances in movies like Airplane. In this case, he's yeah. in Back to the Future. Um, the Diet Soda was first launched. Here's a little history about it. In 1963, to compete with Royal Crown's Diet Right Cola. So I guess hmm. RC had a... I remember Diet Right Diet Cola. Soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 I didn't like the taste of it. Now, the drink was originally sweetened with saccharin, which gave it a unique metallic taste. Yes. That I never liked. T- I thought it tasted disgusting. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like the taste of a stevia. Uh, later, a mix of saccharin and uh, aspartame. Right. Uh, which is a liquid asbestos. Aspartame. Aspartame? Oh, tame? Yeah. Okay. I think that's... Um, aspartame. Like, that's it. Neutral yeah. sweet or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like any of those artificial sweeteners. Uh-uh. I, I, uh, stevia and no. definitely not sweet and low. Ugh. I, I just... Those. I default to the... Just give me the regular sugar. Yeah. You know. Uh, Tab was leading sales in the diet drink market when Diet Coke was launched in 1982. What's funny? <laughs> aspartame. aspartame. I've never heard of uh, aspartame. Uh, so anyhow, it used a different sweetener, aspartame, uh, which gave it a less metallic taste. Um, yeah, it still sucks. By 1983, Diet Coke was number four top-selling drink in the country. By the early 2000s, uh, Tab barely represented 1% of the sales. So they're getting rid of it. I had a friend who was allergic to aspartame, so like he oh, would have yeah. to look for um, if he was going to have a diet soda. Actually, he just he avoided diet sodas at all costs. Um, but if he one showed up at a party or whatever, he would have to make sure that it did not have that as an ingredient because it would uh, give him massive migraines. It was Oof. very popular for a while. Um, yeah, a friend of mine is allergic to it. She can't chew gum because gum has it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's still popular, Steve. It's in a lot of things. Yeah, in fact, huh. if you're, it's very poisonous to dogs, uh, I believe. My mm, mind just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's all right, what's the other chemical that can It can actually in? be used to, as sealant on uh, <laughs> spacecraft. And boats. Yeah, yeah. Holes yeah. In the bottom. <laughs> you can saw <laughs> a uh, I, By the way, I bought flex tape for a, a broken pipe. Oh it doesn't work. Okay. Kathy, what's the <laughs> other stuff in gum? The, um, oh, man. Because my dog had gotten, uh, he had he, he basically ate an entire pack of gum, and we had to take him to it. I know, dude. I sound like Porky Pig. Preston's making up words. I'm inventing sports teams. It never happened. It's a sports word. Make up a word. I mispronounced. He the word. mispronounced it. 
Xylitol, that's it. Xylitol is a Xylitol. type of artificial sweetener. Yes. Ingested. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Veterinarian Brett Levitsky says families should be extra careful as Halloween approaches. That's from the October 17th edition of whatever online magazine okay. this is from. Okay. 2018. This just in. This yeah. Just in. All right. So, anyhow, uh, do we know if uh, aspartame is, uh, is that how you say it? Because now yeah. I'm hypersensitive as how I'm yeah, producing that. A... Look at that. Look what you did to Preston. Is that, is that, uh, or dog, is that deadly to dogs, as Casey had indicated? No, no it was the, the other one that he was just it talking was just about. just the other one. Xylitol, yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Give All this right. to dogs. <laughs> Give that to dogs. Yeah, if, if you, whatever, <laughs> you may want to reconsider the gum you're giving your dogs. <laughs> So if we've learned anything here, Tab is not going to be on shelves yeah. anymore. Okay. Okay. No, All right. right. Instimation. I, I never yeah. even saw it before. I have no idea. And, and Big League Chew is the gum you should be giving your dog. Right. 500 products in the Coke line. That's crazy, man. All right. Let me see what else I have here from the uh, consort. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I hit the wedding music instead of consort. So right next to each other. Uh, Chili's wants to help relieve your stress related to Election Day. So the chain <laughs> is offering their Presidente Margaritas for just $5 oh, now through great. Election Day. Man, the Chili's near me closed. What? The, yeah, the one on Lancaster Avenue in Wayne. I, I don't. It seemed like it was doing well for, like, takeout, and uh, it's just another restaurant that's had to close its stores. Are their drinks good? They're good, yeah. I, I've gone to the bar at Chili's just for going to the bar at Chili's. Like, How? margaritas are, are great. What, what does this drink normally go for, Preston, do they say? A margarita would usually say... Set you back, I don't know, 10 bucks, 10 bucks something yeah. like that. Really? So we're talking a half price? Uh, so five bucks, yeah. It's made with uh, Salsa Tequila, Patron Citronge, and E&J Brandy. Uh, does this harm your dog in any way? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the only Chili's I've ever been to is actually the one right here in Bellevue. Okay, Pinwood. yeah. yeah. Um, Good chips and salsa. Uh, when you purchase the drink at participating <laughs> Chili's locations, you'll get... I just get... wanted to compliment the chef on the chips and salsa. <laughs> Could you bring it out here? Yeah, I don't make those. We, they come in big bags. You get a free oh. Chili's I Ow. voted for. Carlos, I just wanted to tell you that our table really enjoyed your chips. Yeah, we don't make them. It comes in a box. Some places oh. do make their own... Uh, Make their own chips uh, for chips and salsa, and they're pretty damn good. Remember um, that uh, kitchen that we were in the... Uh... Oh, God. Yes, they had an interesting method. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, there was a, a big, just basically oh. a big tub, oh, and uh, some, some guy with leprosy was scooping it out onto the plates. Oh, with his bare hands. Thank God that place is closed. We could probably mention it now. No. No, 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 no. No, no. we're not. <laughs> Uh, all right, so anyhow, if you wanted a cheap margarita, they got them at Chili's now through Election Day, so Yeah, I just there. looked it up. It is, like, right now, we can order it for five bucks. Nice. Hey, do they do curbside, uh... Yeah, yeah. Because the chilies are open for for going for in in uh, restaurant dining in some locations. Oh, you know, yeah. You know what? I wonder if it says only available for curbside and carryout. So oh. I think the five dollars is if you are ordering. By the way, out. the curbside cocktails has been a pretty cool it's thing. So, it's it's so nice. Fun. I love. It. I only experienced it when I was we went down the shore for a day and we stayed at um, Icona. Icona. Thank you, Casey. And they they had the uh, you know the to go cocktails. I'm like I could get used to this. Yeah. This this is great. Can you normally walk around 
uh, Avalon with cocktails? No. No. Outside? Yeah. No. Okay. Wow. Well, you can now. Do you think things like this will last, like the ordering of uh, cocktails online? And Maybe. Then... Steve and I were talking about a, a few things that Carryovers. might, that might yeah. stick yeah. around. Because it's uh, good for business. You know, you people know. Are, are ordering at restaurants and, and getting the drinks while they get the food, too. The yeah. proof will be in how when everything is more back up and running and you have the full population, or at least a large percentage of the population, indulging, and what that causes as right. far as, you know. But... If it holds and everything's cool, why not have that as an option? And I also think on the other side of all this, you're going to do everything you can to allow uh, businesses to have more thing, more product opportunities to sell their product. Yeah, more yeah. options. Yeah, and if so, hopefully that because you, part of it's the manpower. How many people the, the, do you have enough employees to be able to handle stuff like that? And, and they, right now they do. They have yeah. more than enough. Would so. it be a health risk if you just had like a hose outside that was constantly running? That you I'm just, okay with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you're like a gerbil. But maybe this will be an opportunity for them to hire more people. Yes, uh, an extra staff member here and there to do things like that. I know be it's cool. getting colder, but I really hope that they keep the outdoor dining as long as they can, and then. Bring it back in the spring and allow the restaurants to be outside on the sidewalk. I, I couldn't agree more. You you need to allow them that accommodation to help them get back up on their feet. But even after they are, it's like yeah. it's yeah. So, it means I regularly. like it. It's yes. so much more enjoyable outside. Yeah. I mean, why not? In Conshohocken, they shut down uh, in the fall. They shut down a street uh, on weekends for all of the restaurants to basically just put tables out there. And you know what? <laughs> uh, I think it's Lucky Dog. Uh, they now have those uh, plastic. Pods, yeah. So you go. Have in you tried them? I, I haven't tried it, but they look yeah. pretty cool in the city on Fifteenth. No, no, no. In oh, Conshohocken. Okay. All right. Yeah, Kath. Same goes for Wayne, downtown Wayne, and they, also they have the little plastic pods. Well, they have the outdoor dining. Oh. So and, and they'll shut down North Wayne Avenue, and then in, in Phoenixville Bridge Street, they've shut it down, and people yeah. are just, especially on the weekends, it doesn't hurt traffic. Restaurants are able to open up into the outside, and it's, it's great for business. Several people are texting in. Chili's makes their own chips. Oh, so no. They make their own chips, so there just a heads up on that. So thank you. We At each location, they make their chips? What's that? At each location, they make yeah, them fresh? That's what it says, yeah. And mm. they, yeah, Chili's makes their own chips. Well, do, they make, uh, do they make their own gum for dogs? Uh, maybe <laughs> they do. Uh, but you don't want to do that because it can be poisonous. Right, yeah. All right, one last story, and then we'll wrap up the connoisseur. Um, let's talk about candy for a moment. Um, right, yeah. right now, you can order a huge two-and-a-half-pound box of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups straight from the Hershey factory. Wow. Ooh. That means um, it's uncut. They are available for pre-order for about $30 through the Hershey website, and uh, shipping will begin in early November. So when you get the box, you, you cut it with a little razor, and then you dip your pinky in it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You try it just oh, yeah. this pure. A little freeze real quick. You yep. rub it on your gums. <laughs> Um, and I know we've talked about this many times, but I it, it maybe it's just the environment. But when you are at Chocolate World in Hershey, it tastes better. It, it does. does. Right? No, I, I think mean, it is freshly. I think you think it's, it's more it's than fresh. psychosomatic. You think it's yes. yeah. I got the peanut butter cups there, and I'm telling it, it tasted different. Like it tasted fresh. It just tasted more fresh. That's all. They have at Chocolate World, Steve. You can get uh, Hershey's dark chocolate yeah. milkshakes. Oh yeah, and they're fantastic, delicious. I have uh, they're y- ridiculous. Every time I've been there, I forget to do that, and I have to try that because I'm a dark chocolate kind of guy. And they have really cool uh, collectible plastic cups that you can take home with you. That says up here, Preston, that it's sold out. What? Oh, no. you got factory Reese's. Really? What? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but listen, if you can order the the gold um, shower, uh, no, oh. not the golden shower. That's a it's a different place. 
I got a rush. Uh, that's Hershey Squirt. There's another, <laughs> hey, another location. They do it both ends. How you doing, sweetheart? Um, no, but uh, they have uh, the, as I've said before, if, if you like the uh, Hershey's Bar with almonds, the, the gold ones are larger, they're yummier, and uh, maybe you can order those online. I'm not 100% sure. I do need to find out. Wait a minute. they are our favorite. What? I know we got a break, but what is this snack mix from Hershey with popcorn in it? I mean, from uh, Reese's. Reese's huh? popped I don't know. snack mix. Uh, yeah, um, we're, we're looking at an ad for that. Reese's popped snack mix. Is it, it looks it looks like corn? popcorn, Steve. Like almost like a moose crunch or moose munch. A moose moose uh, munch. Yeah, yeah. Moose knuckles. Moose yeah. It's a good question. We'll have to look that up because um, I know that maybe they put Reese's pieces in there. Mm. Uh, in uh, Rochelle will put M and M's in uh, popcorn. Yes, uh, for the kids. <laughs> I do that. Pud pops for me. Pud pops. All right, here we go. It looks like it has little Reese's peanut butter cups. It has. Uh, the popcorn has a little bit of uh, a chocolate drizzle on it. Drizzle, and swirl. It also Excuse has... me, could, this particular kernel doesn't have any drizzle. Uh, it also has uh, pretzels and uh, a few other little things. That looks pretty yummy. Like yeah. that, please. <laughs> hey, I made popcorn the other day, and I sprinkled in barbecue Fritos and Cheetos. Oh. Okay. What? I, Kath, I, I listen. I just you're was, training. I'm training. <laughs> Hey, I just wanted to cheat, okay? And I'm allowed. It was delicious. It was delightful. (laughs) What are you training for? Because I need to get on that. Hey, I went for a hefty bike ride that day. I earned those calories! Casey's like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day when he realizes he can eat whatever the hell he does. (laughs) Just leave the whole thing. Wow. Uh, So it was yummy, huh? So it was popcorn yeah. and Fritos. Well, the barbecue Fritos. Barbecue yeah. Fritos. I wanted regular Fritos, but we only had the barbecue. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> looking at me like that? Because you were. <laughs> Casey's very animated today. Yeah, yeah. All right, so barbecued Fritos. I had and, a lot of coffee. And what else? Uh, barbecue and Cheetos. And Cheetos. Mm-hmm. And then you said you ate a part of the centerpiece, too, by accident. <laughs> I just didn't know when to stop, Steve. <laughs> All right, anyhow, uh, these are a few food stories from the connoisseur that I have for you this morning. This has been the connoisseur, a weird connoisseur, yeah. but the connoisseur knows. I've loved it. All right, we need to take a break, so let's do that. We have some bizarre file stories that are coming up. We also have a guest joining us concerning Camp Out for Hunger. Yes. We'll get to the details when we return. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Before we get to the Bizarre File, uh, Nick was just commenting off air. We're, we're less than three weeks away from uh, Camp Out for Hunger. Wow. Mm. Unbelievable. And as we're getting set, we, we want to make sure that you're aware of uh, the efforts and that you can do things like uh, contribute at Acme with the Head Start program. Uh, but also, we wanted to get a taste as to what it's like um, out there. With handing this, with making sure that the food gets into the uh, gets to the right people, it's all part of a huge undertaking. Yep. So we're going to have a guest on. He is the executive director of what's called Touch New Jersey. They're a volunteer food alliance, and they're a Phil Abundance agency. They, they've collected loads and loads and loads of food over the years uh, in North Camden. I think they did over two million pounds of food, which is pretty wild. And they have all these outreaches. So uh, please welcome to our program, Mr. Gerald Davis. Yeah. Gerald, good, good morning, morning good to morning. you. Good morning. Uh, thanks for joining us. So, uh, listen. First, uh, let me let me get this correct. Where are you guys located? Are you are, are you all over the place? Or you have one central location in New Jersey. So we basically service Philadelphia, <clears throat> southeastern Pennsylvania, and all of South Jersey out of North Camden. Okay, 
And I, I was reading here that you guys have collected and distributed over 2 million pounds of food this year in North Camden. That's since March alone, and that really is as a result of Phil Abundance. It's all about Phil Abundance, uh, the federal programming that they've been able to put through us to get produce boxes out to the individual in need. And it all comes through them. Basically, we do about 24 pallets a day, um, a full tractor trailer load to the uh, different areas. And, and Gerald, how how is this year compared to years past? Because we can only assume it's been much more significant. Of course. Prior to the pandemic, we would do a very hearty 15,000 pounds a week out to people, rescuing food under the auspices of Phil Abundance from Acme's and Targets and Sprouts and all those stores. So we would do maybe 15 a week, and that would keep a lot, a lot of people happy. We're about 160,000 a week right now. Whoa. Oh, my God. More, uh, ten times as much. More than ten times as much. And that's still not enough. Wow. Okay. Well, that's the urgency that we need. That's uh, that's the uh, yeah. That's as clear a reason. Yeah. That that that's that's definitely uh, amazing to hear that. So, uh, well, listen. Obviously, explain the the kind of people. And I think you know people have. We talk about this all the time with the camp out. Who draws upon you know um, uh, food programs? The the people that show up. The people that need it. It runs the gamut, and it's going to be even a wider group of people this year. Ex- explain who you're encountering. So you, you put your finger on it, and it's the ones who show up. The ones who show up are actually the ones who are in good shape because they can show up. They right. can transport. They can do logistics. There's five critical categories of people who we continue to have problems getting food to, and they're, number one, children. There's no schools, and the schools were the biggest avenue to be able to get food to children in the schools. Yeah. Uh, the other are veterans. We're trying different events throughout the entire Camden County and over in Philadelphia. Um, seniors, shut-in seniors are a substantial problem. Identifying them is the biggest problem offhand. Homeless themselves, that requires basically surveying the areas, both Philadelphia and South Jersey, Camden, for those that are homeless and finding them. And finally, believe it or not, students. Hmm. We service three universities for uh, their their, uh, food pantry because they can get into school, but a lot of them can't afford a meal ticket. Right, right. It, it, it's just, it, it's mind-blowing. Um, so, Gerald, besides, you know, us to uh, try and stimulate the, the listening audience to, to donate uh, to Camp Out for Hunger, are there other things that people can do to assist? Yeah, absolutely. There's always room for volunteerism. If someone doesn't want to get into the donations one way or the other, volunteerism, that's number one. Number two, obviously, we benefit by what you guys do out there. We get the other end. We get the ability to distribute it after you guys do the hard work. So... The, distribu- the distribution and the logistics are the biggest problem for any small organization like ours. And there's hundreds of us out here transporting them, using vehicles. That type of thing is difficult. It could really use help there. So the, this year, obviously, with the camp out, we, we've been uh, we've had all seven, eight plans at the beginning of how this might manifest and how we might get this done. We've settled on a plan that we think is going to be able to get it done. We're hoping, and we hope it's not against hope, that we can get some very respectable numbers. We've said, and I don't think it's uh, hyperbole to say, this is by far the most important camp out we've ever done in the history of the many years we've been doing it. So, um, you know, the, the, we we uh, we ask you and everyone listening to to take that into consideration. It, obviously, there's a lot going on in this world, and there's a lot of difficult stuff that a lot of people are having to deal with. But the one thing of getting food to people is so essential across everything that if uh, if we can get a good response and get something that that approximates 
what we had last year, I mean, at least that'll be something because we, we I don't even know what we're, you know, there's, there's really no way to account for just exactly what the need is at this point. So, I mean, you, you know, I, I, they're, they're, the numbers are rolling as we move along. Things keep changing. So we've got to put a lot in the inventory and a lot on those shelves and make sure there's enough to last for a while. A lot of us have issues just wanting to do something. The problems seem to be unbelievable magnitude. But here's something locally that people can help with, and it gets to people's hands right away. Yes. It's really something valuable. Yeah, it's straight through. There's completely transparent in that. It, it goes right to, you know, food collected goes to people. Yep. Uh, Gerald, if we do have some people that are listening that do want to help out with uh, Touch New Jersey, how do they go about doing that? Just go on to the website. It's www.touchnewjersey.org. Okay, well, we'll send people in that direction, and uh, we'll do what we can to get as much as, as we uh, can get from the audience and uh, and send it your way through the Camp Out for Hunger this year. Well, coming from someone who does, I appreciate what you do. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. Gerald Davis, yes. guys. Yeah. Take care, Gerald. Thanks for everything you do. Executive Director of Touch New Jersey, and, um, yep, they, they need help, obviously, and we are going to need... Obviously, did you hear the amount? Yes, it's from insane. Fifteen thousand a week to one hundred and sixty thousand a week pounds yeah. of food yep. weekly. That's staggering. So this is the most important camp out for hunger this year that we've ever had. Starts less than three weeks. Yeah, November sixteenth, Xfinity Live will be there. It's going to be a different animal. We won't have a big tent with everybody inside and live bands. It's going to be uh, kind of a drive by and drop off, and we will be doing the show live from there. Uh, we'll be outside more or less. I think we're going to be kind of inside, outside. So, But you will be able to see as you come by and drop off. And, of course, if you don't want to come by, you can go through Acme right now. And Acme is actually going to be partnering with us during the broadcast this year. A little bit different because it's it's a different animal this time around. So normally it would be delivered on the first day, month leading up to. They collect, and then they would deliver it on the first day, and then they would be done. But they're going to do it through the duration of the Camp Out for Hunger. Any way, shape, or form that we can get donations this year. We're going to go about it through, whether it be cash or actual poundages of food that you bring by physically. Acme's yeah. efforts this year, just astonishing. I've had so many people see our cardboard cutouts there, Preston, at all the stores. Yeah. And the fact that they've set up that point of purchase donation capability has been tremendous. So I, I'm like almost exclusively an Acme shopper. Um, Lawrence Park is my Acme of choice, and it's Really, really cool. First of all, to see your ugly mugs, uh, you know, on the display there, I think is really, really cool. But then also, Lucas like us, yeah. But also, uh, and when you're making your purchase on the little, you know, the pad, the touch pad that comes up, it says, "Would you like to donate to the Camp Out for Hunger?" And that is really, really cool. So you know, anybody can do it at any point, and you know, a dollar at a time or or whatever. So I think that's really cool. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, um, everybody, for who's contributing. Uh, we got to do the Bizarre file, so let's do it. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. All right, at least you're not this guy in China who we're going to start with his story. He went on a first date with a woman, and she brought along 23 of her relatives. <laughs> Oh, 29-year-old man who had been having trouble finding love during the pandemic was set up on a date by his mother. He was looking forward to the date, and he arranged to meet her at a restaurant for a meal together. God, I bet he's a catch. (laughs) When he went to the restaurant, as they had planned, he walked in to find her date had turned up with 23 of her relatives. And can you find some dates for my friends? (laughs) She said, let's all eat together. Yeah. And, And despite not receiving any advance warning that the party for two had turned into a party for 25 
The man sat down and ate with the family. As they ate, the table filled up with expensive meals and alcohol, which his date and family members devoured happily. And at the end of the meal, the man was given the bill by the restaurant staff. Oh, boy. And he was obviously out of his mind to find out that it came to a total of $2,962. Jeez. Unable to pay the bill, the man snuck out of the restaurant without anyone noticing, that, and he had returned home, leaving the woman to foot the bill herself. I got to bounce. When she realized her date was nowhere to be found, the woman was reportedly surprised and attempted to contact him to no avail. She then had no choice but to pay for the meal. Asked why she brought her family members with her to the first date, the woman said, I was testing whether the man who might potentially be my boyfriend would be generous enough to pay for all 25 people, including himself and myself. Maybe you start with just three or four. Yeah. She went on to insist that she was the victim as she had ended up having to pay for the meal. So that's just outrageous. I would say he dodged a bullet. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta rapper Silento was arrested Friday, accused of driving... 143 miles an hour on Interstate 85. Was it like 120 mile an hour speed limit? Uh, Salento, or Richard Ricky Lamar Hawk, was charged with reckless driving, speeding, failure to maintain lane, and proper stopping, news outlets had reported. Richard. A police report said Hawk was pulled over around 3 a.m. after an officer witnessed Hawk's white BMW swerving around slower cars. The report said Hawk initially argued with the officer about how fast he was going and insisted that he had done nothing wrong. Later, Hawk told officers he was speeding because he normally gets followed when leaving events. Oh. By the way, he's the guy that created uh, Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay. Okay. Uh, He said that he was at a club promoting his new song and that he could go 143 miles per uh, per hour because he's not a regular person. Okay, because he's a celebrity, he's allowed to go over 140 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, it was unclear. That makes sense. I mean, fast, you know, celebrities need to get places quicker than we do. Uh, it was unclear whether Hawk had an attorney who would uh, comment on his behalf. The arrest comes a month after Hawk was charged with assault with a deadly weapon. He was accused of walking into an unlocked stranger's home in the Valley Village area of Los Angeles and swinging a hatchet at two people inside before one of them disarmed him. You watch me nay nay now, <laughs> swinging a hatchet around. Wow! Watch prior, me whip. Uh, prior to that arrest, uh, he was charged with inflicting corporal punishment on a spouse or cohabitant at a Santa Ana home on August twenty eighth. So uh, he's been in some trouble. He sounds like what I would call a scofflaw. An Altoona man was charged after allegedly screaming and throwing items into the road at five a.m. According to the complaint, forty two year old Martin Miller was outside of his apartment. When police arrived and observed two male oxes laying in the street and a handle of vodka behind him. Police spoke with the woman who called the police after Miller woke her up by screaming from the street that the skies are opening uh-huh. and that he was the son of God. Uh, she reportedly I am the son of God. Uh she reported And I bring you fire. She reportedly told <laughs> officers that Right before their arrival, he was throwing things into the street and screaming, beam me up, Scotty, and hear piggy piggy. <laughs> okay, He's so is he everything. Captain Kirk or the son of God? Uh, Miller, with uh, reported slurred speech, told police he had no idea how the mailboxes got into the road and didn't know what they were talking about. Listen, between you and me, I'm not really the son of God. Uh, Miller is facing charges including public drunkenness and disorderly conduct. All right, and then we'll do one more story. A Florida man ha- and uh, advertising genius had 911 called him over and over again 
because a bunch of people couldn't handle his brilliance. The man, advertising on the corner of Border Rock Drive and Palm Coast Highway Parkway, uh, in fact, was not advocating that the locals eat a big bag of penises. Rather, <laughs> it was advertising for Dick's Wings and Grill, a chicken wing joint with locations across Florida, Georgia, and Texas. So it, it said... On a sign, eat a bag of Dick's wings. Wow. And he, or it said, eat a bag of Dick's, and then it had the wings underneath it. So right. anyhow, uh, the locals, uh, the local women were not amused by this at all. <laughs> I think that's kind of amusing. Actually, uh, actually the, and the 911 calls were hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the <laughs> the phone operators were saying, yeah, is it about the guy having the, the bag that says, eat, or, or holding a sign that says, eat a bag of D's? <laughs> Uh, the chain, which claims it has a unique restaurant experience, is definitely proving it with this guerrilla advertising campaign. Half the town called police over the sign. So, well, it worked. It definitely worked. And that is what I have for you in the bizarre file for now. All right, we are going to take a break. Don't forget, we're going to have Dietrich uh, Bader on. Dietrich was in, uh, he was on Drew Carey's show and Rex Quando and Napoleon Dynamite. A bunch of stuff, and he's on a show called American Housewife, and that season five premiere is tomorrow night on ABC. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer Jewelers has the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, plus fast, free, and safe shipping. I hate Stevensinger.com. Are you in love? Ready to get engaged? We'll visit Steven Singer Jewelers, the diamond experts. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There is a new Daily Rush video, and it is available at PrestonandSteve.com. The title is Preston Never Got Radiohead. And it says, oh, wait, maybe he did one time. Uh, and I remember that. Uh, watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. Okay, um, what do we want to talk about here? <laughs> All right, so we Kathy's thing first, and then Nick's um, possibly Okay, because Kathy said something <laughs> as the song was fading out, and we're like, what? She's like, I'll tell you on the air. So, I, yeah, I just want to tell you. It, it's quick. Um, okay. So if it rains on Thursday, I was trying to come up with other fall activities, um, and I saw this on... Fall activities! I saw wow. this, this on social media, and then uh, a friend of mine asked me if I had heard about it, and I said yes, and she was making homemade ones, so now we're going to try to make them ourselves. We're going to do this on Thursday if it rains. Have you heard of a hot chocolate bomb? No. 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 Okay. But I'm intrigued. So... Uh, it's chocolate, and in she, my friend that made them, inside you put the actual like cocoa mix that you would make with hot chocolate and uh, marshmallows, and then you surround it in basically a chocolate ball. Okay. You put that in the cup, okay. and then you heat up your milk. And, and then add it in there. You, you pour it on, and so it... Yeah, like it melts. It melts the chocolate. It doesn't actually explode, oh, okay. but it melts the chocolate, and then it pops open. So all of the marshmallows then float to the top, and you see your marshmallow. Like it, all right. it was pretty cool. Well, it, it was really cool. Why don't you explain me one more time so I can know so what what oh, happens? Yeah. So you put the the hot chocolate bomb in the cup, and the bomb is constructed of chocolate with yeah. marshmallows in it, with marshmallows in it, and, and the cocoa powder. Okay. And then you pour the milk over it, and mm. it kind of just, you know, it opens up. The heated milk. The heated milk opens up the chocolate and melts huh. the chocolate, and then the marshmallows float up to the top. Do you stir it, I assume? Yeah, you can, you yeah. can okay. stir it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but, it, but then you you also have that chocolate in that in there, too, That's like cool. the real chocolate. Yeah. How do you go about making it? Well, so my my friend made it. It didn't turn out 
as good as she thought it would. So uh, need that a was mold of some. Uh-huh. That, yeah. So yeah. she yeah she used a mold. So okay. she said that was the first time she's she's got it uh, you know down now and she has a better idea of it. So. I'm not exactly sure what we're using, but yeah, we're using a mold for the chocolate. Okay. Now, what are you uh, using as primer? Primer cord. I'm on board for this. <laughs> uh, I could see my son Carter making this no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does chocolate stuff from time to time. He makes a uh, he makes the the chocolate spoons. Yeah. Oh, those are good. Uh, they, they use oh, eventually. Yeah. Oh, they he could do this and, then. Yeah, and they they eventually turn. We'll make the make it into chocolate milk. But, yeah, tell him about oh, it. See okay. if he'll make them. I see how this works. Yeah. In fact, I think we have some molds like this. That's uh, no problem. Done deal. Somebody else should do it. Chocolate <laughs> for us. Hot chocolate bomb. <laughs> and listen for the kid. Yeah. Like they loved it. Jace loved it. He was just watching it. You know, waiting for the marshmallows to float to the top. It's cool. This sounds okay. like something you could do at home and then bring it to us. <laughs> and then send to us. All right. Cool. I like it. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, we have another bomb of a type to talk about. Yes. Uh, this occurred with uh, Nick. Yeah, and... Kathy's is fun. Mine is less fun. Yeah. What was the story? I was this? watching TV. This was uh, maybe Wednesday or Thursday last week and uh, just in the TV room hanging out. And I heard uh, an explosion from another room. Not quite that loud, right. but um, uh, but it was it was noticeable, and it was a, a pop, and then a shatter, and then a, a sound of tinkling glass. Right. So imagine if you, uh, a um, uh, an ornament dropped off of a Christmas right. tree, and you heard that sound. that sound. That's what it sounded like. And so um, I was in uh, I was in the upstairs TV room. It sounded like it came from the bedroom. I don't right. know where my girlfriend was at the time, and trying to figure out what it was. So I walked into the bedroom. I'm looking around. I can't see anything. It, it was pretty mysterious to me. Turns out uh, it was a light bulb. We have. T- we have a relatively old house, right? It's probably 88, 90 years old, something right. like that. And a lot of the wiring is also really old. It's not, not haunted. Uh, it's b- b- faulty wiring. Right. So um, Faulty wiring. <laughs> right? There's no mystery to any of this stuff, except that we live in an old house. Um, but there, uh, long and short of it is the wiring in the bathroom, the upstairs bathroom in particular, is... Um, fairly ridiculous. There are a whole, whole bunch of <laughs> whole bunch of different wires that go to different uh, electrical outlets, with all, and also go to different um, lighting fixtures. Right. And one of the lighting fixtures, uh, or one of the wiring, goes to two different lighting fixtures. The it heated it up so much that the bulb exploded and shot the glass out of the bulb. Whoa! Melted. It was superheated, melted on top of the cabinet where the, uh, it was above, um, you know, where the light bulb was above. Yeah. And then shot the glass down onto uh, the, the bathroom carpet and melted into the bathroom carpet. Oh, my God. It was that hot. It was it's that lucky hot. you didn't have a fire. Well, it's lucky nobody was in there. It was, yeah. no, it was lucky, you know, um, that uh, nobody was taking a shower at the time. It's lucky you weren't having sex on that carpet. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well... Carpet or, or rug? Uh, like a bathroom rug. Okay. Like, like okay. you know, the a bathroom one, mat. Bathroom mat that you get was, out of the shower, yeah. This was over the shower, in the shower area? It was above a cabinet uh, near sort of like the vanity, right? Okay. So, huh. so it shot across the the uh, that cabinet, melted glass into the cabinet itself on the top of the cabinet, and then down mm. onto the bathroom mat beneath well, that, it. That could have got, th- at that temperature, it could have gone up in flames. Did yeah. you have the wrong light bulbs in or something like that? It, or? Basically, Casey, we don't even use those light bulbs because the last time we turned them on was probably when we moved there three years ago. Um, it made sort of a, a, a buzzing sound. And I think probably would have failed inspection had we followed up on any of them. Right. But, uh, had Wait, it so called- the light wasn't even on? 
The light was not on. No, it was <laughs> wow. the, the, there was a charge behind it, and we, there was a buzzing, and then the buzzing led to the heat, and then the heat led to the explosion. Well, that's so, if the light wasn't even on. So here's what I did, Steve. I walked into the bathroom, and I finally figured out where the explosion had come from, and I stared at it intently. Yeah. And then I realized yes. I have no skills when it comes <laughs> to being an electrician. So I called an electrician the next day, and uh, it ended up electrician. <laughs> it's, it's just it's fairly Call the electrician. Yeah, I, it's fairly emasculating because I realize I have no skills when it comes to that. Type let of me thing. tell you, I so my brother is a uh, contractor who can do it. My brother, my brother-in-law, I should say, is a contractor who can do it all in matters of electrical work like this. He says you get get someone who does that and does that exclusively because you don't want to f with that for the very reason that you can have a light fixture off and it will still explode. So we did, and uh, these guys came out. They did a fantastic job, but completely satisfied with the service. What I'm a little curious about is to uh, whether or not the cost was fair because to me it seemed a little extravagant. Ended up being about five hundred dollars. In, with ele- electrical work, it, you're gonna get you're gonna That's get some pricey stuff. Kind of what I figured, and I'm not complaining about it. I'm yeah. just curious about it because it's listen. We probably need to have the entire house rewired or, or checked or whatever, and uh, I just don't feel like paying for that right now. <laughs> but I'm sure that at some point I probably should. Well, when you move into a place that's older, you know, the knob and tube stuff, that's, that's, that, it, man. that's a big thing where you have to remove this old, what used to be, I guess, the standard in Philadelphia homes, knob and tube, which was a great uh, porn team in the 70s. <laughs> uh, but they, the, the, uh, that all has to be extracted, and you deal. So I, when a light blows up like that, though, to Casey's sound effect, do you for a second think, Paranormal? No, no. <laughs> I don't. But um, when you I go into you, you turn on a light and it blows. Like, oh. who was that? Is that my dad? <laughs> um, all right, Nick. Why did it cost five hundred dollars? What was the actual charge? Really, because of the amount of work you wouldn't give the handy. Uh, no, I give him handy. <laughs> yeah, come on, you guys are great. Can I give you a hand job? Um, that's just a standard tip in my household. <laughs> I uh, I think just because of the amount of work involved. Like, it, it's a yeah. skill that I don't possess, and um, they had to do a whole bunch of uh, digging up and the ceiling up above where the light fixtures were. Well, there you go. And, it, uh, it's worth paying it for the safety. Went down in the fuse box, which is also a mess in the basement. So I And, and I think Case... This obviously is not a friend of yours, right? Uh, no, it's... Uh, I'll, well, I won't give him a call. Somebody texted in and said that's a steal. Is yeah, it? Okay. $500, yeah. Okay. Right. So okay. it's worth paying for the service. All right. Hey, my, my friend is an electrician. He does my work. It's side work. And he, <laughs> I get great deals. He, but he's, he's you know, a longtime friend of mine. So He's an orthodontist. I'll, I'll call him next time around. <laughs> Nick, did you say, did they pull out the old wires? Basically, those light fixtures are, they're dead at this point. They, they got rid of them. They ran, the, the wires that were um, running to those light fixtures, the one that exploded, uh, they, they capped them off. They did that thing where they, uh, and this one I actually know, where they strip yeah. the wires. And, and twist it they up. they take that little twisty thing and put it on top. Yeah. See, that's something that I don't understand is the, that they leave those old wires back there. They do this like the same thing with cable wires. So there's all these wires in your walls. Well, so like, the rats can eat them. Yeah. Well, I know, but like to me, I would think like, at some point down the line, that's going to cause an issue. Well, if you tape them and then, you know, use electrical tape and then cap them, you're, you should be fine. Yeah. You should be. Wait, if they're not, are they still hooked up to an electrical source? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, okay. if you if you tape them and cap them, yeah. you're good. Uh, somebody texted and said they're paying $10,000 to rewire their whole house right now. Yeah. $10,000. I found that electrical work is tends to be more expensive, and I gladly pay it because, to me, I you don't F with that stuff. You know, Chuck I mean, does electrical work. Do you know that? Does he? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Chuck told me the best thing to do to make sure that my my uh, fuse box runs right is to keep oily rags around them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Chuck knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah. Well, when I put in a uh, ceiling fan 
earlier this year, maybe it yeah. was. Uh, I had to call him because there was one. I was following everything uh, on the instructions and YouTube, but there was one wire, uh, one colored wire that was not part of the instructions at all. So I had to call him. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're good. And he basically just told me to cap it and, and everything would be fine. He also recommended that I put the electrical tape on it first, which I did not do. Um, but he st- said I still should be okay. Okay. But he like I I basically I I hate electricity. I mean I love it, but like I hate <laughs> working hate, with it. It's a love hate relationship. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yes. very scary. Yeah. I've basically... ever been shocked. And and and, and so my guy is is Mike uh, uh, the electrician, and he's fantastic. Yeah. But you know they're, they're they're grabbing these things all the time. Ah, this one's active. You know he's putting in his teeth. Oh, I shut down the grid to the neighborhood in order to work <laughs> on my ceiling fan. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I want to make sure. Sure. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Casey, you'd mentioned the light bulbs, making sure they were the right wattage. That's something I had never considered that there are certain, you know, lamps and, and appliances that, that, you know, you're supposed to use a certain wattage yeah. or voltage, uh, bulb. And right. I would always just buy the hundred watt ones, you know, just get Let's as go. much light yeah. as possible. Let's have a party. Well, 120 watts. <laughs> right. And I'd be surprised when they would burn out in a month, you know? Right. And well, now, like, I'm all confused because of the LED bulbs now, right? And... They're, you know those the eternal LED LED bulbs that keep burning out in my house. Yeah, yeah. So not only that, but like, I you know it's I, I from what I understand, the light fixtures and everything that I have set up in my house are not right for LED bulbs. So if I have like a dimmable ceiling fan, right? Yeah. For instance. I can't use LED dimmable because whatever sort of wiring was used initially back in the 90s, LED didn't exist. So I would have to have everything rewired. And, and don't quote me. There was the time of the soup dragons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'm bowling for soup. I'm free. <laughs> Do what I want. Any old time. All right. <laughs> you remember? Back in the 90s. Yeah, back man, in the, the 90s. <laughs> But I, I might be talking out my ass right now, but, uh, you know, if anybody can confirm or... Or, or deny. Deny. We know. have, we have. I'm sorry to jump in case there's an electrician on the line. I'm going to okay. go to him here in just a second. It's Brian. But we had uh, we had a guy that installed a, a ceiling light uh, for us, uh, and I didn't know he was going to do this, but he made it, it made them the, the halogen lights, and I think they're halogen Anyway, um, what, so some I, of those gins. So I bought bulbs for him, and I bought bulbs because it was too dim in there. And I'm like, we need to get yeah higher powered lights. So I went and got them, and then I was reading. It's like, don't use you know these if they are a certain power. And I'm like, well, we got to see in here, man. Well, wait a yeah. second. So if, I need to see. So I put them in. And I'm just like, we just won't leave them on that long. Oh, so just wait. wait. <laughs> Wait till you smell smoke. And then turn them off. Turn them off. If you do have an overpowered or underpowered bulb, it it won't, it's not going to cause, will it cause a fire? So so listen to this. All right, so you know the, um, the under cabinet light fixtures, they have those little tiny bulbs that are like yay big. They're maybe like an inch big. You are not supposed to touch those. When you're installing those, you are not supposed to touch those bulbs with your bare hands. Because the oils from your hands uh, can, can are, make, yes, yeah. I, that I do know. I, so I, actually, I put them in my mouth like Uncle Fester. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they light up. Oh. No, the, the halogen ones get really hot. That's yeah. the thing. So, um, remember yeah. that time we were changing the light bulb in the studio while in 100 meters? <laughs> yeah. Casey uh. just basically intern, hands it to our, our producer. Former producer. Time, yeah. 
I ben. had no idea that I was handing him a red hot bulb. I, just, I didn't know. It was hilarious. <laughs> ah! Why did you do that? Was one of my favorite moments. Yeah, that's great. great. Uh, all right, so Brian is an electrician. He's been doing it for 35 years. Hey, Brian. Hey, Durka, Durka, Durka. Durka, Durka to you, sir. All right, so, Case, did you, was there a question you wanted to ask him? Yeah, so, Brian, if you have, uh, like, LED, especially dimmable LED bulbs, let's say for, like, a, you know, ceiling fixture or ceiling fan or something along those lines, right. do, do, does that have to actually be wired properly in order for you to be able to use those? Absolutely not. No, okay. wiring's wiring. I mean, if it's old wiring, like in Nick's a case, if it's an old house where it might be knob and tube or it might be ungrounded or something like that. Yeah, ungrounded. Yeah, you can have issues. Yeah, ungrounded. I mean, ungrounded is a little overstated. It's not really crucial. Because okay. Because if, if you think about it, like most like clock radios, things like that, that you plug in are only two stabs. Yeah, You know, it's a two-prong plug. If, if it's not a three-prong plug... There's no ground even involved, but um, not having a ground can affect certain types of bulbs. But if you have a newer house case that's you know upgraded wiring, LEDs are just a different type of light bulb. Yeah. Now you do have to watch in terms of the type of dimmer to make sure the dimmer's compatible. Yeah, I don't think the really dimmer's don't... compatible because every time I try to put LED bulbs in my Your microwave, kids, goes the blender turns. <laughs> you guys, no, they're, they're, they're not working. The place, by the way, <laughs> yeah, the the, the, the dimmer is not working. Um, you know, the, the light bulb. You started soup dragons. <laughs> no, wait, Brian, I have, I have a question. Hey, oh my God! Do I, love yes. I love this Don't song. Don't be afraid to go freeze All right, I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Uh, so the electricians that came out to our house, Brian, said that our house wasn't grounded at all. And basically, like, wow. that's not a good thing. Is that true, or are they right when they said that? Absolutely, yeah, 100%. You do want a solid ground, especially for electronics, appliances, stuff like that, because the ground dissipates charges and surges, especially with, like, the current grid, Pico's grid, is all out of whack from all the storms and everything. Mm. and. If you're getting surges and spikes, the grounds will dissipate that. So, uh, like I said, electronics, appliances, things like that, you definitely want a good solid ground. Bedrooms, you know, light bulbs like that, it's not as crucial, but a ground is always helpful. Like like, like for, for stereo equipment or, or, or stuff that's a little bit more expensive. All the, the stuff that I have, like in a home theater, that's all grounded. Absolutely. And then I, I also put it through a power conditioner, uh, which yes, is... And has, that's that's right. perfect condition. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you do. Yeah, anytime you can protect any sensitive electronics. The only thing I do tell people is don't use cheap surge suppressors. Use good quality right. surge suppressors. Spend some money on them because the the cheap ones are cheap for a reason. And I've actually had those cause issues. Issues as analysis and fire. I have as I have wow. as well. I had one that that actually started to burn out. I thought it was fairly decent. Really? It was a power strip that supposedly had yeah, surge, surge capability to it yeah. and it was a piece of crap and well, from that, that moment on I, I just said uh, you go all in because it's 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 worth it to keep you protected. Yeah. Quick question on the on the on the the knob and tube stuff, and I think we talked about this issue before. Why why is it so uh, necessary that that um, that be removed from a house? Mainly because in old knob and tube it had like a cloth insulation on it, and it decays so that the conductors are exposed. Okay. Now knob and tube as its wiring system actually is a perfect scenario, and a lot of old-time guys will tell you, it separated the hot and the neutral. The main problem you have is when hots and neutrals cross each other. 
that's probably what happened in Nick's light fixture. The hot and neutral were making contact with each other. Right. That causes it to overheat. The fact that there's no ground there, it doesn't dissipate that charge, and that's why it heated up to the point where it exploded. Now, knob and tube only is a problem when it crosses each other, and that happens at actual devices, receptacles, switches, whatever, because the outer layer of the wire decays to the point where the wires are touching each other. That's what causes sparking. You can touch an electrical hot and electrical neutral all day. As long as you don't touch them both, you don't actually – will not actually get a, um, a shock out of it. All so right. knob and tube by its nature keeps them separated. The problem with knob and tube is instead of having a hot and neutral at each location, it's just random wires run throughout the house. So tracing it, working on it is a nightmare. Okay, so, yeah, no, I, I got um, that, yeah. yeah. So, so when we had the guy, yeah, okay, it's a process, but that's why it, it's a necessary process. Now it makes All sense. Right. All, All right. right, well, ah, thank yeah. you, Brian. We got to wrap. I'm sorry, man. We appreciate the call, okay? That's okay. If you guys need my number, I love you guys. I'll give you good deals on electrical. There right. you go, All Nick. Right. Good to know. Thank you, Brian. Take care, man. We'll see you later. All right. Uh, interesting. So there you go. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear any of that, Kathy. I'm like you in space when it comes to uh, electrical yeah. wiring. You're, I, you're, I get lost two steps in. I'm like, simply mm, put, gone. don't put your t- your your tube between the knobs. Okay. What you need to do is call Brian. There you go. And yeah. he takes care and of it. Do Rochelle it. does some of that stuff yeah. too. Oh my so god, that's remember she put the ceiling fans in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, my dad was an electrician, so I oh, did, okay. I just always called him. All right. Interesting conversation though. We had knob and tube and chocolate bombs all in one <laughs> and conversation. And on that note, we're going to take a break and we'll come back in a second. We're going to get Dietrich Bader on. Stay with us. Hit up the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. We were just talking about how nice it is to have new shows. Oh, my coming God. New TV shows are yes. coming on. Uh, season five premiere of American Housewife is on tomorrow night. Our next guest is on that show. You also know him from lots of stuff, including <laughs> we were talking about Rex from Napoleon Dynamite and Office, Office Space, Space, Balls of Fury, Drew Carey. What I didn't know was the incredibly extensive voiceover career he has. He's too. played Batman. Everything. He's played Batman? Yes. No, no, no. That's an animated movie. Yeah. Let me shut up and get the man on right now. Please welcome Diedrich Bader to Yay! the show. Diedrich, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We're good, man. How you doing? I'm doing really good. It was nice to hear about Route 1. through <laughs> my town, too. It does. In Virginia, in Alexandria, Virginia. Okay, yeah. You live in Alexandria? Um, I did. That's where I grew up. I went to high school at T.C. Williams High School in Alexandria, Virginia. You ever go to Murphy's Old Irish Bar on King Street? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work there. It was a great bar. And uh, we should talk about the TV show, but that was cool. <laughs> that was a cool place to, to work, man. I'm glad you know it. Oh, yeah, totally. 
<laughs> Actually, let's stay on that for a let's moment. Let's stay on that for a second. I think, Diedrich, one, one time Nick right, saw you at a bar. I don't remember the year, Diedrich, but it was probably in the early 2000s, 2003, 2004, something like that. And I was at the, in New Orleans. I was at the Napoleon House. Now, I, I know you don't remember meeting me, but I remember meeting you. I'd had a few cocktails. You walked into the bar, and I oh, recognized no. you. And I couldn't remember exactly what I recognized you from. And I went up, and I said hi. And in retrospect, I kind of feel like an idiot. But you could not have been a nicer guy. You were, you were, uh, you know, completely kind. And I don't even know if you remember that trip to New Orleans, but it's a cool place. And the, and the Napoleon House is a great place to go in and get a drink. Oh no, that's a fantastic place. Yeah, no, I love New Orleans. I was just there, like, what is that? Last year, or two? I can't even remember now. Uh, to do Jan and Bob uh, reboot. Oh. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, we 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 have Kevin Smith on quite often, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, oh, we. What a nice guy that guy is. I'm he... working with him uh, on his new uh, Masters of the Universe, which he was going on about, and he saw he's seen some cuts of it. Have you have you had a chance to see any of the uh, the preview stuff yet? I saw some um, rough in, you know, it's yeah. when they just do, like, um, the black and white drawing version of it before it gets fully animated, and, and it looks amazing. Yeah, he's, he was just saying that uh, it's a passion project. All the people involved with it are have been passionate about it. We talked about the importance of you had a, uh, you know, these people who grew up with these various projects who have a reverence for it, who who pay it proper respect when they bring it, you know, back, uh, you know, a, a decade or two later, and he's just going on you about know, it. That because my brother and I used to watch Masters of the Universe together and loved it just like <laughs> desperately. Yeah. Um, you probably shouldn't go back and watch the things that you watched when you were. No, yeah. no, you're right. You're exactly you're exactly right. Uh, the Happy Days I've been watching on uh, MeTV and I, it's it's staggeringly bad. Now I still love it, but it's still sta- staggeringly bad. Mm. Uh, one show that is not bad though is American Housewife, uh, and uh, I have to tell you, American Housewife. I can't believe we're back. We're we're uh, I guess that we're in the, still in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, it's a little like you know when like um, Glenn Miller uh, in the Glenn Miller story, yes, and the and the, uh, the and plane, then the bomber planes fly over them and they just keep playing. It feels like that. Okay, <laughs> just just to, you soldier through. So you got twenty episodes done pre-COVID, and you had to like write off one episode, correct? You know what we ended up doing was yeah we shut down in the middle of production um, and uh, we came back and picked up where we left off basically so this episode that's going to air uh, tomorrow night uh, sorry I had to put it in my head um, yeah we we had gotten halfway through and and uh, and then boom we had to stop because it was just crazy and uh, I think they were right to stop at the time. You know, you get in this head when you're in production of, like, never stopping because you always want to make your production day, which is 12 sure. hours, and you don't want anybody to be late. And you get used to everybody, like, pulling in together to make sure that you can make your time. And so you do get in that head, but it was a little bit crazy at the time because there were no safety protocols. And, I mean, nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody knew how deadly this thing would be. Nobody knew anything. So we did, we stopped, and I think that was really smart. But then when we came back, and uh, there are so many protocols. It is insane. Well, it's insane. Well, that, that, um, it, it, I look up every time after every take and think, man, are they going to steal my kidney? <laughs> Right. Well, listen, it's it's good to see that. There is an importance to, listen, everyone, you know, essential and non-essential, whatever, however you break that down. Uh, But there's a certain case that can be made for the things that entertain us. We need that. And we need the shows that, that, you know, we love. And and to see that and see you guys back and and taking the protocols and getting back to work is encouraging. And and this show in particular, you have a great ensemble. Um, you know, I, I, my wife and I love the show, watch it all the time. Katie Mixon is 
uh, fantastic. You have uh, Meg Donnelly, who's your your daughter. She's from the Zombies movies, which I, I have yeah. to admit, I watch those. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm a sucker for all that. Yes, yeah, she's amazing. Meg is incredibly talented. Yeah, and Ali Wong, and you have Wendy Malik, and you have a good friend of our show, Kate Flannery, yeah. as a reoccurring uh, crossing guard character who's hilarious. So, so oh, I, she's so funny. She's I great. Hope we have her back this year. Yeah, and, and and so how many episodes have you done so far for the new season? So far, well, we finished um, the yeah the half that I talked about. Then we did three more, All right. and now we're shooting um, the fourth, strictly fourth episode. All right. Um, so yeah, so we're we're you know we're right in the middle of it. It's a uh, it's really intense. It's really fun. I mean, it's great to see everybody again, even through their masks. We have to rehearse in our masks, which is a little strange because it's like <laughs> talking to Kenny on South Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's cool. I mean, listen for for us, it, it is cool. You have the the ensemble is really good for me. The you know the sitcoms that you remember, the ones that work are the ones with the great ensembles, and nobody misses uh, a, a beat here. So, uh, and and the episode that we're going to see tomorrow night is graduation with uh, Katie um, goes to great lengths. It says here, Principal Alvin in order to ensure Taylor's Taylor graduates high school. So that was the episode that you finally got to shot uh, after the uh, resumption in production. Correct. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right. and then yeah, and then we start up. But the next week will be uh, the the real start of uh, uh, year five. But yeah, I mean, it's a good episode. I think it's really funny. There's a lot of pranks in there. I don't remember. Uh, no, no. If you remember the character Lonnie, I do. Uh, but he pulls some pranks on Greg, and and uh, I get uh, there's a huge physical bit in there where I get. Well, I, I, I'll tease you a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's like it's a huge physical bit, and I thought it was really funny. It was actually the last thing we shot of last season, uh, right before we declared, like, COVID shutdown. So it's it's literally the last shot is this big physical gag you'll see. So, um, so yeah, no, this episode means a lot to me because it's like the bridge. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and, and, between and, the time of COVID. I'll tell you what, what I love about it, too, is that, is that you're, you, you're not the default dumbass husband. You have your, you, you have your, you know, sitcom husband who's always screwing up. You have your times. When you get you get one up yeah. over on things, and and there's there's a, there's a nice balance, and you, the relationship with your wife, the American housewife, rings true, and and it it, it has a really uh, connectable presentation. That was one thing that I really wanted. Um, even go, going all the way back to the pilot was that this is not a dumb guy. Yeah, because I played enough enough dumb guys. <laughs> kind of dumb. <laughs> um, and that he loved his wife and he loved his kids. Yeah, and you don't see that represented on television all the time. Like a dad that actually enjoys being a dad. Right, right. To get out of it. It is nice he to see. Doesn't want to be in his man cave more than he wants to be with his kids. Mm. And and he loves his wife. He thinks you know obviously. They have things that they have to work through, like every other couple. But they, the fundamental thing is that they love each other, yep. and they never forget that. And it's, uh, it, uh, that was something I really wanted because that's close to my own life. Like, uh, and and I see it underrepresented. You know, you always see a dad who's just a dumbass and trying to get out of his work and wants to go play golf or go to the bar. Or you're right. you're exactly right, and it, it's appreciated. Gives it a good heart. Yeah, excellent. All right. Well, thank you. Diedrich, good to chat with you, and we'll just remind everybody, Season 5 premiere is tomorrow night at 8.30 on ABC. Thanks for coming on, man. You guys are awesome. I love Philly and the good go. Diedrich Bader, thank you, man. There you go. I'm going I'm to play this song out of every segment now, I think. You see the uh, facts that I brought up about this song? I didn't uh, know this. No. It's a Mick Jagger song. What? 
What? Yeah, it's a, it's actually a cover. It was on the B side of "Get Off My Cloud" from 1965. The Soup I'm... Dragons adopted it and, and adapted it enough so that it's it's different than the Stones version. Uh, but they uh, Marissa the primary songwriting Rolling credits. Stones version of that. I need to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. B side of "Get Off My Cloud," Marissa. Uh, but um, I don't know why I yelled because she's <laughs> into the microphone. Anyway. Rise up! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't hear that. There's glass between yeah, but, us. But uh, songwriting credits go to Mick and Keith. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I always loved that song. Uh, me too. I love the presentation. To me, it was a really cool time in alt music. I agree. Mm-hmm. They uh, didn't have any other hits, though? No, they did. They had one more. Uh, and... Be Afraid of Your Freedom. Nope, 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 nope. has something to do with the train. Um... <laughs> Midnight Train in Georgia. Nope. Now you're going to throw me Damn off. Damn you. You guys start throwing those right, things sh- out there. Stop. No, maybe it's not train. Maybe it's something else. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't train. I, I, I substituted that with a different memory. Uh, they had one more song. Is Divine, Divine Thing. That's a great song. Great song. It's It takes place on a train. Yes. A lot of people they're don't gonna know. Go, uh, it's at midnight. <laughs> they're going to be taking a ride. No, I, I remember uh, I remember that song clearly. Both of those. I don't, I don't remember anything else from them, but uh, Divine Thing was a great song. All right, anyhow, um, while Marissa's getting that right, I did want to pass this along because this was pretty cool. Uh, NASA had been teasing a an announcement. Is it already ready? Wait, let me yeah. put, let right, me we'll, let we'll me put some betting down on the floor so Kathy can get ready for this NASA chat. No, we'll we'll come back to that because <laughs> right. Marissa just got the Rolling Stones version, uh, the original version of "I'm Free." Let's hear how this compares right. to the Soup Dragons. <laughs> There's a great. Uh, uh, that's it. That's the tune. And uh, yes, and, that, and they they did a nice riff on it. And uh, I, I love the Soup Dragons version as yeah. well. There was a, just by happenstance, press. You talk about going down YouTube holes, and I was watching an interview with uh, David Bowie on some show. Tom Hanks was early on in his career was one of the panelled guests. It was a British talk show, and um, he the, you know he's talking about when he started performing David Bowie and that the the Stones, I guess, were opening or somehow whatever the deal was, or there was some show that they were on. And uh, or, no, Jagger told him a story about working in a club. N- yes, this is what it was. It was Little Richard, and the Stones were opening for Little Richard, and um, and so uh, some guy who was there for Little Richard, you know, the the Stones take the stage. Jagger comes to the front of the stage, and Bowie's telling the story, and he says, "Get a haircut." And so Bowie does a spot-on impression of Jagger going, well, I look like you. <laughs> and it's spot-on. And everyone looks at him like, oh, my God, that is a pitch-perfect Bo- uh, Jagger impression no from Bowie. But you realize when you watch it just how, you know, what a great storyteller and what an all-around talent Bowie was. Wow. You know, it, it's those weird things that you, if you like this, you might watch this. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The algorithms yeah, on, yeah. Uh, chat on YouTube. Show. Yeah. It's a chat, it's a chat yeah. show. Uh, all right. <laughs> So that was cool. I yeah. had no idea about that. Nick, thank you for the uh, the tidbit of information. We learned so many things on the show. <laughs> Won't you join us every Monday through Friday? All right. Now back to this story that I saw yesterday. Uh, they had been te- NASA had been teasing this that they on uh, the moon were making a uh, uh, an important announcement about discovery on the moon, 
And so they did yesterday. They announced that they have discovered molecular water. Yeah. That is actually huge. Yeah. So what I don't know about the details is, is it in the liquid form that we know it as? It is bottled water. Ah. Yes. <laughs> in craters, bottled water. Sunny. Luna. Yeah. Is what it's called. <laughs> nice. Luna. And the question is, who put it there? Yeah. Uh, so well, they, we, we, no, they, they found molecular water on the moon. We had known that there was water on the dark side in craters and ice. Right. On the dark side. And then the assumption was, okay, water ported from, uh, you know, perhaps came in on uh, other uh, at, comets or whatever, meteors. Yeah. So- on, on, the, on the other side of the moon... By the way, that's some some people are picky about. It. It's called the far side and the far side, yeah. the dark side. Yeah. It does right. get sunlight over there. But. All right. So, does that mean for space travel that they could extract the hydrogen from the water for space fuel? For well, Casey, wow, yeah. Uh, scientists on uh, Monday announced the finding of frozen H two on the moon with data acquired from NASA's flying observatory. That what they think is they may be able to use. It. I don't know about for fuel, but for something. Okay. For fountains, if you get thirsty, sure. Yeah. Uh, but for for yeah, some some different properties in space travel, maybe maybe as using it as a base to continue on elsewhere, or Thank just you, as a base. Walter White uh, from Breaking Bad, because there was one of the episodes that I was recently watching. I believe he talked about that about being able to extract either the hydrogen or the oxygen from or both. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so they got this on this uh, flying observatory. It's a Boeing seven forty seven SP, heavily modified. Uh, the jet comes equipped with a two point seven meter far infrared telescope, capable of peering deep into space and seeing with infrared what cannot be seen with visible light. The Stratospheric Observatory for Infrared Astronomy, or SOFIA for short, can be found. uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a Saturday night thing. Can can be found flying around in the darkest hours of the night with its telescope pointed to the stars. Uh, As high as 45,000 feet on some missions, it can enjoy fewer obstructions than its counterparts on the ground. I had no idea that this plane existed. Uh, Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but it makes sense because they can get up there higher and and not have to peer through some of the issues in the, well, it was uh, the Hubble, atmosphere. The whole concept of the, did you ever watch that uh, that Geo special on the on the Hubble telescope? It was it was amazing. I the did, anniversary, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's sim- similar concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not to the level of that. Obviously. Yeah, well, this this the Hubble doesn't have a cocktail lounge. Uh, yeah. The discovery is a major milestone for NASA's Artemis mission, which will see humans return to the moon by 2024. And eventually Mars. God Almighty! Would that? Uh, yeah. I, I, is it? Is it something that many people are still on board with? Preston, the concept of again returning to the moon, a human being on the moon. I hope so I mean, twenty twenty four is only eighteen years from now. Yeah. Yep. I, <laughs> no, it's not. There's Four been years an, from now. There's um, been enough realistic shows on like Amazon Prime. There was right. one, the one with Sean Penn. Most recently, the one with Hillary Swank. Right. Where it, it is Mars missions. That makes me feel like I may see this in my lifetime. It's yeah. quite conceivable. Yeah. Caroline and I were talking about that the other day. I was like, I'd like to see that yeah. in my lifetime. She's like, you will. And I'm like, hon, I'm, I'm like, you know, 52 yeah. years old. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know how much longer <laughs> I'm going to be. And then she sort of, she rubbed her chin and go, yeah. No, she's like, she goes, you got plenty of yeah, time. Yeah, you got plenty there. of time. You know, I think it's kind of cool is that, um, you know, the shows, Casey, have shown that we, you know, that... High definition footage and whatever, but obviously it's it's faked. 
the actual moon landing in 69 in the early 70s, the footage itself isn't that great compared to what they can no, do now. No, so it, we'll, we'll be getting these live or almost live video feeds of the moon, of people on the moon, and that will be real. And, and Preston and I, I think maybe we were talking about it last week, but, um, you know, there's a camera on the International Space Station that's yes. streaming all the time. It's You can watch that right now on YouTube. You can watch it on your phone. The ability to have this technology of people on the moon while we're actually on the moon, pretty uh, that that blows me. It's away. amazing. Case, when you were out for, sick for the one day, we were talking. Preston brought up the thing uh, uh, that you had mentioned about doing a live link to the space station. We, yeah. You've been working on that forever. Do we do we incrementally get closer to it? Yeah. They should be able to do that. I talked to a guy from NASA on Friday. Okay. David DeFelice, and uh, they are launching... Five astronauts, I believe, next at the beginning of next month. If the timing works out, we're going to be talking to an astronaut on the space Shut station up. during Camp Out for Hunger. Whoa! What? Yeah. Yes. Woo! Woo! Ha, ha. Even I'd be interested in that. <laughs> so there you I, go. We won't caddy up. I believe there's only. <laughs> That's cool. I believe there's only one astronaut on the uh, International Space Station right now. They've just brought down two or three last week. There's one person up there right now. That's it. Oh, oh they're oh, spanking it all over. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the old nobody's home spank. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. He's, he's, he's propelling himself around the space station. <laughs> oh my god. I got that's his, that's his retro rocket. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're going to send up a resupply mission and a whole bunch of astronauts. And uh, it's not just American astronauts, but um, I believe we're going to be able to talk to somebody during camp out, which right, is really cool. What sleep schedule are they on? Are they on, like, East Coast time? Do you know what I mean? They try to keep it pretty regular so that they're not... Um, yeah. So Jamming that, up the bathroom. Well, no, so that they are... <laughs> That their dealings are consistent with NASA on the East Coast and yeah. the States. Oh, with, with probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean... Light well, I is guess... an issue and, like, sunlight coming in. Because the, the, their days are all messed up because, the, you know, they'll go around the planet in however yeah. many minutes. Yeah, they're also from all around the world, too. Yeah. So, I, I wonder if they... Uh... If they have, to, I would imagine they they do shifts as well. So maybe they, yeah. you know, one guy's on uh, you know Greenwich, Greenwich Mean Time, and yeah. another one's on Eastern Standard. I, I don't know. Well, then they they put their their little card in the punching clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I'm excited about that. That's pretty damn cool. Um. So yeah, they uh, they have found the molecular uh, water on the moon. And hang on a second here. Justin's been on hold for a Is little. He calling bit. from space? No, he isn't, oh, but no. he does have some explanations. Hi, Justin. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Preston, Steve, and gang. How are we doing today? Good. What's up, bud? So what they're trying to do with the Artemis, uh, we're actually going to have a station that's going to orbit the moon, kind of like the International Space Station. Okay. And then they're going to use that, so there's going to be a few launches, and they're going to make it, it it's, a, it's going to be a heck of a lot smaller than, uh, than the International Space Station. But with the discovery of water, instead of three guys like in the Apollo missions, it's going to be four. There's actually going to be one woman on that crew. Mm-hmm. And then they actually want to land. They want to see if they can harvest the water as liquid O2 for the rockets because... Mm-hmm. The gravity so much less, you can lift off so much more and burn yeah. less. Well, that less that fuel. makes so much sense. It's like uh, and fuel I, is everything. Yes, and, and the the expending of the fuel to break free of the gravity of the planet, yeah. or like with with Earth, yeah. is such a big issue. You wouldn't have to worry about that. Correct. So what they're going to do is they're going to go from Earth uh, to the moon, 
and then they want to go from the moon and then go use the lunar gravitation to give you an extra boost and then go to Mars. So that is their uh, uh, objective. That's so cool. Wow, it's awesome. Wow. All right, thanks, man. We appreciate it. That we should stuff, go to space camp, Preston. That stuff blows me. I would go to space camp in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I would, I would oh love to God. do it. Oh, yeah. I, it's oh, kind yeah. of what I, what I do in the evening before I go to bed is I <clears throat> I go Thank through you. some videos about uh, just the space programs and just watch a few things. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm just fascinated by it. I'm not learned uh, in it at all. But, I mean, the, the, the engineering and, and so on of what it took to get to the moon and to continue on yeah. space projects just fascinates me. It's just incredible. We could be entering a bold new age. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, hang on a second. So Mark went to school with somebody who was on the space station. Hi, Mark. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, bud? I have a friend of mine. His name is Captain Scott Tingle, United States Navy. He spent 168 days on the International Space Station. Wow. Went to junior high and high school with him. And he sent me um, on Facebook and Internet. Uh, happy birthday greetings, and even took a flag up for my birthday. Wow! Tell me you uh, you texted him a D pic. <laughs> I can barely hear you. Sorry. Okay. Don't, Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, that's awesome. How long ago was that, Mark? Uh, he was up on mission number fifty-four and fifty-five. Wow. Yeah. How long ago was that, Mark? Uh, two years ago. Okay. Wow. Um, so that's re- recent enough. Who I also graduated with, who is a colonel, United States Air Force, and he works for Elon Musk, and he was part of this. He's head of their rocket program, wow. and he was the one who did the engineering or ran the, the program that was just the successful. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. When, when they sent him up to yeah. the ISS, yeah, that's that's amazing. Bob Costas graduated my high school. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Did he? Yeah, he did, actually. Yeah, Comac. Mm-hmm. He'll always be the most famous guy. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the, the whole thing is um, what they are hoping to do with the water, as the gentleman was saying, is is that Elon Musk would like to turn around and build a, uh, some kind of like a moon station, harvest the water, and yeah. then you would turn around and you would use that as O2. Right. And then you would be able to um, launch out to Mars. And launch out to Mars, and and again, what the gentleman was saying is is correct, because uh, when you literally take off, the gravitation is going to be. It's one sixth uh, of what it is here on yeah. Earth. Yeah. I I think they say that it's it's uh, one eight times less. Oh wow, it's one sixth. Okay, cool, man. All right, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it, bud. That's a that's a cool story. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Steve, have you seen the sped up footage of the uh, astronauts' footage on the moon from you know the sixties? It's really because they it, it, essentially they're bouncing along and, and it looks slow. It looks slow, yeah, yeah. and so they speed it up. It's actually it's very very funny of looking. them falling down and stuff. Yeah, falling or, down and like hammering it, things it, into it, the ground. It, yeah, ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it, I, listen, I, I it might be lost on a lot of people, but that that footage, that stuff is astonishing. It is. It still holds up, and even at the time, you had the. Absolute epitome of tech available. Yep, and the imagery is not that bad. No, no. There's, 
I, it's funny. It cracks me up. The people who are still the the naysayers who you know believe that it never happened and it was they believe uh, that Kubrick uh, helped shoot footage. It was all fake yeah, yeah. and so on. It's just. Uh, the, the engineering alone is yeah. just, it's astonishing, the real stuff they did. All right, so the theme continues of me getting stuff wrong uh, throughout the day. There are currently go. three people on the uh, ISS, so you can't just spank it uh, without uh, repercussions. But there are going to be four more launched on November 14th, including um, three more Americans. So if the timing works out, like I said before, uh, camp out is November 16th to the 20th. We'll be able to talk to um, one of the the Americans who wow. gets to the space station that week, which would be go. pretty cool. Are so, there On the space station, are there isolation spank pods? There uh, are. I mean, you would hope, right? You would have to. You would have to accommodate at some point. Sex sexual. In space. It has to. It's, yeah. I yes. mean, if we're going to talk about colonizing Mars, and and you know, there are going to be people in space who are going sure. to need to procreate. Yeah, they need to find out. I mean, honestly, when they first started sending astronauts up in the in the testing phases, like uh, for for the Gemini Gemini project, yes, they um they didn't know if people could even swallow liquids in mm-hmm. space like physically what happens to the body right. so these guys were they were they were guinea pigs yes going up they had they had to find out what could and couldn't be done so whether or not you could procreate who knows if you would be able to uh conceive get they, a boner they need, they need to get a boner i mean with zero they, gravity though it should be easier right they need well have you ever see pictures of those people sleeping like their arms are straight up in the <laughs> uh-huh. air like that i gotta imagine mr willie's gonna yeah, have no yeah, problem not right? a problem Okay, so there is, I mean, there is a chance that sex has already occurred in space. Absolutely. There is a chance, yes. Okay. But there's been no confirmed, I have read about that before. No, they, they have not confirmed. But no one will sh- admit to it? Well, it should be. They might get in trouble. Honestly, for scientific, and they would, for PR reasons, they would never disclose that they would do this. But that they, for scientific reasons, they should have people. My fellow Americans, I have great news. The first orgasm has been achieved in space. <laughs> they should guess, have yeah. people banging in space. And I guess because everybody's so carefully selected and placed together in a specific group, like you'd have to find somebody yeah. that's willing to say, yes, we're a couple. Yes, we both do right. this. We'll, yeah. And we'll go up and do that. Yep, yep. They Or or they find scientifically people would be willing to do it. They probably would not want to be have married people who are married to other people. You know what I mean? Right. You still have to qualify to be yeah. a uh, yeah. send porn an stars up there. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to try that swallowing experiment right now. They <laughs> <laughs> can send Peter North up. <laughs> we are there's in, your shot to yeah, Mars yeah, right there. We are in a death roll. We are in a death roll. <laughs> Uh, do you want to hear a quick Peter North story? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my God. It's a Peter North story. Oh my God. Wait, let me get comfortable. Hang on. All right. Get some music. And... No, what's your what's your Peter North story? Uh, so I'm going to be a little vague on this. but um, So last time we spoke of Peter North, and you guys asked me, do you know who Peter North is? And I said, yes, yeah. only because I work with you idiots. Right. Um, so a friend of mine left and, and went into work because she also works with a bunch of guys and and she said, uh, you know, I, I felt like Kathy because uh, you know, she said I'll often say that to them when they're doing right. movie lines or quotes or something like that. And they were like, Well why? What was said today? And she goes, I don't know. They were talking about some actor, Peter, and <laughs> one of the guys that she works with jokingly they were all going through different Peter yeah. actors and somebody said Peter North and she went, Yeah, 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 that's it. That's that's the guy. <laughs> and they looked at her and somebody said, Do you know who Peter North is? And she said no, and they they go. Go ahead, look it up. Oh. And she, went to, she, she went to Google on her work computer, and they all went, "No, stop, stop!" Oh my God. <laughs> That's great. 
Oh, that's wow. the best. Uh, so now she knows. Now uh, she knows. Peter there you go. As well. Spreading the word of Peter. <laughs> we should get Peter North on sometime. We talked He's about him so many still times. Still working. He's uh, heavily involved with NASA right now. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in the blast off section. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, another quick space-related thing. Um, experts are saying that uh, lights spotted in the sky over Hawaii were likely the remnants of a booster from a Chinese rocket launch in 2008. 2008. Yeah. Mary Beth Lechak, uh strategic communications director for Canada-France Hawaii Telescope, uh, said the appearance of the lights lines up with projections of the booster's reentry path. So as it comes in, it's it's it burns up, burn, burning up, and causing that uh, yeah. the lights in the sky. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's wild when you think about that stuff and, and things that are sort of um, things are returning to Earth all the time. Yeah, uh, do you remember, remember space date? Remember when that is Skylab? Yes, I remember Skylab. I was also going to say, do you remember when? Um, I think it was Enterprise, the second uh, uh, space shuttle uh, disaster. No, First was Columbia. Challenger. Columbia. It was Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. So when Columbia uh, broke up on reentry, um, they were able to follow that debris for a long time, that and you could fire. and you could see the you yeah. know, the, the the traces in in the sky it was terrible because you got to you know you're looking up there going wow that's there's human beings up yeah. there burning up you know God. It, was, it was pretty uh, pretty terrifying but um, yeah so that's you know, when you see that stuff returning into the atmosphere, it's all, you know, it, it makes a big streak across the sky. Uh, Nick, I saw it in, is it the Udvarka, the, uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Smithsonian. Oh, Smithsonian, yeah, the yeah. airspace that's out by Dulles Airport. Yeah, what yeah, is Ud- that? Udvar, yeah. Udvar, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ardvark? Udvark, it's, it's yeah. The Ardvark, yeah. It's, it's the, the stupider cousin it's of the, the Ardvark. Verter, Udvark. Udvark. Divertifurk. I saw that space shuttle that was there. Which one was that? Oh, that's a good question, Case. I don't remember, but yeah, that's it's really it's also massive. Yeah. You get to walk right up next to it and um yeah, it's really cool. In this I, one's Ardvark. I saw one at um at the uh, Kennedy Space Center. I think that might have been Enterprise. That's why I'm that's on my mind. It's but Discovery at Udvar, and that's the one in uh, uh outside of DC. Okay. At- it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, they talk about, I was just watching something about that. I was watching some something on the solid rocket boosters. And actually, I watched part of the uh, the one about uh, Columbia uh, not too long ago. The, on the one that's on uh, Netflix, on Netflix Challenger. right now. Challenger. Challenger. I'm sorry. Yeah. God, I'm getting them all mixed up. Okay. Um, but how, what, what an unbelievably, it, it's considered the most complex piece of of uh, aviation machinery ever created. Or maybe one of the most complex pieces of engineering Marvel's ever created. So the 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 uh, what was it the Hall of Science in Queens for years and years and years they had actually had a Saturn V rocket like a um, an actual the, the 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 bottom cone of the rocket. Yeah, that's uh, the the V one I think. Yeah. Anyway, and you could walk under it. And you realize just how big that f those effing <laughs> things were. It's Staggering. I'm going to geek out for just a yeah. minute. So that okay. that that cone, what I found out about that, and I've watched all these detailed videos about it. They, the engineers that come up with this, stuff, it's it's incredible. So that the fuel that they're they're using, hydrogen and oxygen, liquid is is cold. It's yeah. as, as cold as it can possibly be. It turns it into a liquid. Right. And so what they did is that that liquid actually it runs. They they have a tube that runs around that cone, 
and then it goes back up in and out. So the reason it runs around that cone is to keep it cold. That's why you so, see that that ice shearing off the side. Um, well, that's on yeah. that, that's on the the actual right. fuel thing uh, or the the fuel container. But anyhow. It actually goes in around to keep that cone cold. It, it goes in a split second before they ignite it. It's really, they thought of everything. Yeah. They thought of absolutely everything. It's incredible. Except they also made mistakes. You yeah, know? yeah, of course they did. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's, but that's like these geniuses also over, they missed things, you know, yeah. and, and that's, could, that's what led to the Challenger disaster. And I, they realized I, that the temperatures were, and they kept pushing for those launches. Mm. Yeah, the, right before the explosion, they were talking about a football game that never existed the night before. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes people make they mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Geniuses make mistakes. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that was from the news this morning. Um, hang on. I'm going to go to Steve and we got to take a break. Hey, Steve, what's up? Hey, guys. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. No, it's good, bud. What's going on? Hey, so there's already been a uh, married couple that's gone out into outer space. NASA has confirmed that there was no. Uh, Sex, but there was a lot of bickering. (laughs) You know, NASA confirms it, but, you know, they confirmed that the Earth was a globe, too, and we all know that that's... Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, what we there's no confirmation that something didn't happen, or there's even that may be their public statement, but I don't know why you wouldn't Uh, attempt. Are we that puritanical that we can't acknowledge that married people have sex. Well, I think they want a big yes. rollout. They'd yeah. want to have people like Peter North on the podium yeah. to address it. Yeah. You know, to, to, so, I mean, that's a sexual milestone, and you have to celebrate the right way. Yeah. We got a couple of texts, Steve. <laughs> Lyndon Baines Johnson, you know. Yeah. Somebody texts it, and it should be the Peter Northern Lights, the Peter North Star. Yeah, oh yeah. Steve, you know how, like, on a uh, on a pilot's last flight when they land, there will be fire trucks that shoot, that spew <laughs> yeah. over the uh, yeah. over the aircraft. Yeah. Peter North North is here to do that for the (laughs) returners. (laughs) God, all right, thank you, Steve. (laughs) I think we should wrap it up on that note. I think Um, so. Yeah, we've done our, we've done enough, Dan. We have. We're going to come back in a second. Don't forget Tattoos Day today. A chance for you to impress and Steve Tattoo. Courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Check out their work uh, today at floatingworldtattoos.com. And, of course, they are located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Let's do it. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you by HERS. HERS hasn't missed a good time in Philly since 1946. When it's time to celebrate the good times with uh, nothing but the best company, you got to break out the HERS. Uh, We'll start with this. Thieves targeted a nonprofit stealing more than 100 drums donated to the Seattle World Percussion Society. What? The volunteer-led nonprofit had been the target of a string of crimes. The organization puts on the annual World Rhythm Festival in downtown Seattle and loaned their music equipment, musical equipment to people in the community. When they weren't using their drums, they were stored in a trailer at the Journey Christian Center. You? Yeah. And a few months ago, they noticed a few drums were missing, then a few more, then a bunch of their equipment went missing, including their entire dance floor. They Uh, stole the floor? Yeah, they were preparing to move. What about the bar? uh, The trailer. They took the bar! uh, When it was stolen October 12th. Oddly enough, these suspects were caught on surveillance video leaving a few of their large drums 
some smaller drums, and a box of T-shirts outside the Seattle Drum School. Well, they didn't fit. But everything else is still missing. So that sucks. I'd never heard of anybody stealing that amount of drums before. I just thought it was kind of weird. Uh, and by the way, the members of the group said they could have... They would have lent them the the instruments if they wanted to. You know, they yeah. just needed to ask, and that was it. One person, this is a terrible story. One person was killed. At least 17 others were injured after a hayride overturned no. on Saturday night. Oh, man. In rural Hancock County, Illinois. Yeah, a 32-year-old woman was killed in the accident. A green John Deere tractor was towing the trailer with more than 20 people in the back riding on square hay bales known as, it says, a hayride or hay rack. Really, that's what you call that, a hayride? Anyway, uh, the vehicle lost control and ran off the right side. The 41-year-old driver of the tractor lost control in an incline. It caused the vehicle to fall into a wooden ravine. Oh, my gosh. Uh, people were ejected, and obviously some were trapped underneath. The <laughs> police traffic reconstruction team investigated the crash, and they found the tractor was undersized for the hayride. So they have the wrong piece of equipment. I was on a hayride once that uh, I thought was going to go over. I mean, it was we were going up a steep uh, incline and then a decline. Like, we were going up and down. It was very, very steep. And, they were, like, I was holding on for dear life. I'm like, wow. this is not safe right now. Fortunately, yeah. everything was fine, but I could see how that could happen. Yep. Last year, a cheerleader at Palmetto High School in Florida received a disturbing message via Snapchat. Someone named Eli had photoshopped her face onto another woman's naked body. It was realistic enough that people might reasonably believe it was actually her. And then he threatened to send it to students at the school unless she sent him an actual nude photo. The harassment continued even after she blocked Eli on the app since uh, he would just give a new, get a uh, new username and do it all over again. Eli eventually sent the altered photos to students at the school. It's unclear how many students saw them. And she was and, a cheerleader? Yeah. And it took months before sh- the sheriff's... Me <laughs> before the sheriff's office was able to get the IP address of Eli and trace it back to its source. That huh. source was an old man who lived alone but who shared internet access and an IP address with the townhouse next to his, which was home to Pastor Jason B. Lane and his son, a student at the same high school. The son's name is Eli. Oh, boy. Uh, Lane also heads up Skyway Community Chapel, which is the church for the female students' female uh, family attended uh, for several years in which he issued a computer linked to the IP address. That's super creepy. Everything to be lining up. The Lanes, of course, denied everything. Uh, things got even scarier after that because the Lanes seemed to be following the victim and her family. They'd show up at her workplace and took video of her. They showed up at her father's workplace, a grocery store, without purchasing anything, perhaps seeking a confrontation. They attended football games where she was cheerleading sat directly in her line of vision and stared at her in a menacing and harassing manner. The student was later diagnosed with PTSD. The sheriff's office, which apparently never executed a warrant for the boy's cell phone, eventually said they didn't have enough evidence to pursue criminal charges against the Lanes. So that led the family to law, uh, file a lawsuit against the Lanes and the, the church hell? this past April. I know. That is an effed up story. Yeah, the complaint alleges the sheriff's office did not seek a search warrant for the son's cell phone. So they're going through this. The girl's lawyer said the church refuses to work with them unless it can be proven the pastor's son sent the text. Okay, apparently there were texts involved, but they're uh, avoiding the issue is precisely why this case is hard to resolve. So they're following through. Maybe we'll have a, uh, a follow-up on that later on. A Rhode Island community is rallying around Guy Daniels after a thief took off with his roadside egg stand. No. Yes. The stand was set up Where in, am front, I in? front of his driveway. 
And it's on an on-your-honor system. People leave their money and make change and take the eggs home. So it's like a self-running egg station. He said, we don't make a lot of money. It's just $3 a dozen. And We're just simple folks. It's just for fun. It gives us something out. to do. That's what we do. Uh, when Daniels went outside Wednesday morning, he said everything was gone. It was gone. It was all gone. <laughs> the refrigerator. Every stinking egg was gone. The money, the eggs, gone. Stolen, he says. And that I'm was, gonna go on a killing spree. And he said it was really cold-hearted. I would I would have given it to them if they'd have asked for it. If they'd knock on my door, yeah. They even took like Timmy. Yeah, <laughs> not Timmy. <laughs> oh, poor Timmy. <laughs> I don't pay attention to how much my eggs cost. Is three dollars? Uh, that's cheap. Well, that's not everyone's cheap. as wealthy as you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just buy <laughs> eggs all willy-nilly. Uh, within minutes, though, <laughs> I don't care. Hundreds of people in the community began to reach out to him, and they're going to help him buy a new egg stand. So he'll be Fred, happy. I heard about the eggs. Yes. <laughs> it's all over town at this point. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's what I got in the bizarre file for you. Oh, all yeah, right. the, the water supply's been poisoned. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and we'll see if you've been paying attention. The lesson question, the trash, the music news, those things are on the way. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to get a winner in a little while for Tattoo Say. It's coming up in just a few minutes, but in the meantime, we're going to get something else one. Uh, we're going to go through the lesson question today and give away a $60 Metro Diner gift certificate. And I think I want to go with this. Sometimes, randomly, Casey will wonder which animal can smoke. <laughs> it was actually Steve saying it, but he was the mind of Casey with right. the reverb and everything. <clears throat> so sometimes, randomly, Casey will wonder if which animals can smoke. 215-263-WMMR. It was very quick. It was a throwaway. Let's see if you heard it and you know the answer. Call now. We'll do the trash while you're giving us a call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what you got for us today? Well, The Rock surpassing Kylie Jenner as the highest paid Instagram influencer in the world, earning over a million dollars a post. On the flip side, the lowest earning Instagram influencer is Mama June's dermatologist who endorses a concealer for carbuncles. <laughs> Kelly Ripper responding to photos she posted on social media of her husband Mark Consuelos in a tight Halloween cop uniform exposing a huge bulge in his pants. <laughs> Ripa explained that her husband has a huge penis, which he often uses as a balance beam. It's pretty amazing. And finally, Michael B. Jordan, close to making his directorial debut for the third installment in the Creed series. The 33-year-old Jordan says he is strongly committed to a grittier, more realistic story, which involves Creed boxing a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. We'll see if somebody's got the answer to this. Sometimes Casey randomly will uh, wonder which animals can smoke, and I will go to some Sebastian, see if he knows. Uh, Sebastian, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Good, man. All right, so what uh, kind of animal does Casey wonder about smoking? Was it fish? Fish! Yeah! You got it, Seabass. Hang on. We'll get you info, and we will give you a $60 Metro Diner gift certificate. 
Amplify your next spot viewing party at home with help from your neighborhood Metro Diner who have added meaty, boneless, and traditional wings to their menus alongside their latest game day packs that will feed the whole squad. Uh, available for takeout or delivery, and you can order online at MetroDiner.com. This has been our theme for the morning. Yes, I love it. Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by AutopartsExpert.com for hard-to-find brand-name parts in stock and in our area. You can order your parts and pick them up in about 30 minutes. AutopartsExpert.com. ACDC has finally unveiled their video for Shot in the Dark, the lead single from their upcoming album, Power Up which drops on November 13th. In a video with the band prior to the clip premiering, frontman Brian Johnson said of the set the band filmed the clip on, uh, he said you couldn't see an effing thing because everything was black. It was like black water. I felt sorry for the guys who had to brush it down after every take. I haven't seen it. No. I don't know exactly what he's talking about. Nick has pulled up the video of it, and it looks like, yeah, it's a black stage, you know, like a, a high-glossy black finish on it. And that's so. the question, how, how much blacker can you get? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyhow, looks pretty cool. So they, they look they look like ACDC, man. Yeah, yep. it's they're giving you what you want if you're mm-hmm. an ACDC fan. Yep. Uh, the trailer for next month's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony has been posted online. The 2020 inductions have downshifted to a virtual ceremony this year with the event airing on November 7th on HBO at 8 p.m. Uh, this year marks the first time the Rock Hall will induct its members online. Among those appearing in the teaser are such heavyweights as Ringo Starr, Dave Grohl, Bruce Springsteen, Jackson Brown, Don Henley, Alicia Keys, Coldplay's Chris Martin, Luke Bryan, uh, Sean Diddy Combs, Charlize Theron, Judd Apatow, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Brad Paisley, St. Vincent, and Gwen Stefani. Charlize Theron? Uh, yes. Uh, she's not being inducted, oh, but yeah. she's part of the ceremonies. <laughs> so this year's class includes the Doobie Brothers, T-Rex, Whitney Houston, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, and the Notorious B.I.G. John Landau, Bruce Springsteen's manager and producer, along with music mogul and Eagles manager Irving Azoff, Will both be able? Will be both? It's written poorly here. Will both receive the Amit Erdogan Award? Several sources are reporting a musical tribute huh. featuring a number of musicians will take place on the show to pay homage to the late Eddie Van Halen. Wow, that'd be great. See if that ends up happening. Yeah. Out now in the UK and heading for our shores next month is the mass trade edition of Jimmy Page the anthology. The book documents Jimmy's musical career through selected material from his rich personal archives. Jimmy the Anthology is narrated entirely in the Led Zeppelin founder's own words with rare and never-before-seen images and stories spanning six decades. Rage Against the Machines, uh, Tom Morello and Foo Fighters' Rami Jaffe joined Girl with a Guitar, a group of young female guitars from Kabul, uh, Afghanistan, uh, to cover Eurythmics' 1983 hit "Sweet Dreams," uh, the the I'd cover. Like to see that? Yeah, the cover sheds light on the hardships children are facing in war-torn countries, and hopes to raise money for the Miraculous Love Kids, an organization that raises awareness, resources, and funds for vulnerable children in Pakistan and Afghanistan. Uh, Morello said in a statement, "These girls are so brave and so inspiring. It is an honor." 
to make music with them. And then one last thing, Peter Frampton is earning raves for his newly published autobiography called Do You Feel Like I Do? In addition to chronicling his entire life and career, he also spoke in depth um, one of uh, several projects that he's currently working on. Frampton is currently working on an instrumental covers collection, Ah. which includes a Grammy-winning guitarist takes on Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way, Radiohead's Reckoner, George Harrison's Isn't It a Pity, Roxy Music's Avalon, and Jaco Pastorius's Dreamland. Uh, No release date for the new set has been announced, but that's an eclectic mix of music right there. I think I'd like to uh, check out that book. I was just listening yesterday as I was... Doing some kicking, uh, <laughs> some cooking in my kitchen. I put on. Uh, Do you feel like we do? That's oh, so great. And, and you were I, doing, yeah. I haven't just stopped and listened to it in a while, and it's just the guitar work is just brilliant in it. Preston is cooking. It's fantastic. So <laughs> cooking food. I was happy to hear that this uh, morning about Peter Frampton. That's and, awesome. Uh, there you go. That's what I have in uh, music news for you this morning. All right, uh, are we going to do this now? Do it. I don't know. You have it right there. Is it? Oh, I I didn't mean to put that there. What? I'm so Siri. Okay. I meant to put that there. You're so Siri? I'm Siri. Um, right, we were going to do, do the winner for Tad Tuesday. I don't I don't have a winner, and I was like, oh, we're doing that now? Oh, okay. We have the music, the tattoo music ready to go. So we'll do that when we get back. All right. How about that? We'll take a break, get that winner when we return. Letter of the day for the word of the week. Find out what Mr. Robert has in store for you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit and work nicely if you're one of those this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe and more. Uh, Tuesdays, we do Tad Tuesday, and we give away a tattoo, and we're going to do that because we have a random texter that has been drawn from the pool of those who wanted to get a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Today, it goes to Jason Yarnold of Whiting, New Jersey. And, Jason, you get that tattoo. It's got to be a Preston and Steve theme tattoo, as you know. And if you've never been to Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, well, what is up with you? They're at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Check them out. If you want to see the artwork examples, you can go to floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. There you go. So, congratulations. Uh, thanks to uh, Gerald Davis, who came on executive yeah. director. Of Touch, New Jersey, an all-volunteer food alliance. Uh, They work with Phil Abundance. And to uh, highlight the issues with hunger this year in particular, Gerald was saying that normally, on a normal year, they do about 15,000 pounds a week in distribution. This year, 160,000 pounds a week. 
Imagine that. That's the level that we're at, and that's what we're dealing with, and that's why we need your help more than ever before for Camp Out this year. So <laughs> We're just weeks away from it, and Three obviously there's, there's a lot of improv going on to make it work. Yep. But the one thing that can really make it work is, is your participation. We really count on you. And you can do it now through Acme. It's the uh, head start uh, with Acme Market. So if you can, please, please help out. Uh, thank you also to Diedrich Bader. Hey, hey. American Housewife season premiere tomorrow night, season 5, 8.30 on 6 ABC. You will be able to see that. Uh, let's get to the letter of the day. You ready, Case? Yes, sir. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... We'll go with the letter I, as in I'm free. All right. Don't be afraid of your freedom. And we now have two letters. We got five all together. We're going to give away Tom Petty, Wildflowers, and all the rest. Super Deluxe deluxe Edition, five CD, limited edition set featuring 70 tracks, nine unreleased songs, a hardbound book, and so much more. Available now from Warner Records. And there's also a $100 gift card that you get from Woodstock Trading Company Mm. for the finest rock and roll memorabilia, concert posters, T-shirts, psychedelic art, and more. Visit the Woodstock Trading Company on Route 70 in Cherry Hill or WoodstockTradeCO.com. I guess I'll just thank our sponsors right now. Yes. We'll move along. HERS brings you the show. Brought to you by HERS, Philly's favorite ship since 1946. Also, the President's Chief Show brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow on the program, it's a Wednesday, right? So yes. we'll do Fox Good Day. We'll have a secret text word. Uh, we are also going to talk to Stacy Keach, legendary actor. Love him. Great actor. Yep. He'll be joining us. And also from uh, Hubie Halloween, this beautiful young lady named Paris Barilek. She's well, a knockout, and she's yeah. talented. Uh, she will be on the show tomorrow, too, and I'm sure we'll have a few other things to share along with you. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. I love my boyfriend, and I love my stepson. But if I have to clean piss off of the toilet one more time, I'm putting both of them in a burlap sack and tossing them into the Delaware River. Clean up after yourself, damn it! Next message. Hey, since we were talking about chocolate earlier, let's give a shout out to all the truck drivers out there delivering for Asher's chocolate. Next message. What the f***, guys? It's 8 o'clock, man, and we're playing a song right now. I know you're only playing the song to Preston can eat his donut. I don't care about Preston's donut. I care about Bizarre Files. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.